You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 68. Enter the Dragon. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that is emphatically sure the Earth is a cylinder. My name is Jim. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perel. Welcome again to another episode of the Savage Fincast. Uh, for this episode, we're going to be talking about Savage Dragon 232. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Uh, but before we get to that, um, we're not going to talk about ourselves because we're not very interesting people. We're going to go straight into the news, I think. <laughs> Let's do it. What Ooh, do we got first up? Um, these aren't in any order of importance, so... I will take the first one, just because I find it a bit interesting. Longtime Savage Dragon contributor, uh, artist, uh, Mark Englert. Sorry, Mark. Mark Englert uh, rediscovered a bunch of what he... Not not so much lost, but just misplaced digital files of, of, of rough... Rough... It's hard to describe because he doesn't script. Apparently, he just roughs out his comic pages and then, Mm -hmm. you know, scripts them on the fly. But he found them on an old computer of all these old uh, Deadly Duo backups that were supposed to be a backup that never materialized. And he's been posting what he's been finding. And it's very cool and very interesting. Yeah, dude. They look awesome. That's on on Facebook on the Eric Larson slash Savage Dragon fan group. Yes. So if you go on Facebook and just search Eric Larson Savage Dragon fan group, you should be able to find it. There's this there's this one five page bit that involves Dart, and I'm pretty sure it's Evil Dart. No, I don't think so. You don't think so because it, it mentions the last time he sees her was at her niece's death or her uh, funeral. Yeah, but it's it's this is this stuff came out way before Evil Dart. I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, I saw, these saw it years ago. Yeah, then I, I wonder. Mean, this is a then long I wonder. Time ago. Then I wonder who whose funeral they're talking about. Hmm. I may need to do more research because I could. I could have swore this would have come out after the Mighty Man backups from way back. Uh, and I feel I like know. Dart. I'd have to go through I feel it. You like might be right. Dart was dead by that point. You may be right. I don't know. To be honest, they're fucking awesome. I they mean, are that's cool. The thing. Now, from a layman like myself, you just slap some color on that and you're good to go. But apparently, uh, <laughs> he's a lot more work than that. Oh yeah, I mean, obviously we've seen his like Freak Force backup and his uh, what was the one he did with Kirkman, the God War, mm-hmm. God War miniseries, yes, yeah, he he and his Mighty Man stuff, the, all his backups that they made into the one shot. I mean, the guy's got chops. Didn't I think? Didn't I, go God ahead. War get mentioned in the letter pages of the last issue of Invincible about it being late or something? Did God War get mentioned? I don't remember. I didn't read the letters in the last issue. Okay. I feel like it got mentioned as a joke because the last issue of God War was like super late. 
<laughs> it definitely it, the last two issues I think we got like they came out like a year apart at towards the end. Ooh, but uh, Mark I think is one of the best like got artists that can like really carry the Larson style. Like Mark can switch up his styles. Like he he actually has a, I think his like Freak Force uh, backup in one fifteen actually looks like Rick Leonardi's yeah. type. Style. That that didn't look to me as much as Eric, as much like Eric's as the Mighty Man backup stuff did. Yeah, the Mighty. I mean, I don't know. Mark's just got a great like uh, ability to kind of mimic different artists, and he really does a great Larson. You know I think what? Raven and I were talking and looking at these like kind of thumbnails. Like if if you didn't tell me beforehand, you just said these were like Eric thumbnails. I'd almost believe it. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's amazing how on point it is. I really miss his uh, his series with Kirkman, Capes. Yeah, that was a great series. That, that was, was a lot of series. fun. That's a long time now. I mean, well, it's been a long like time. 15 years, 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> Getting from there to here. And he, he doesn't do much with comics anymore. I think he does a lot more like coloring stuff on the side, but yeah. he also does a lot of like poster art for movies and stuff like that. And I think he makes a lot of his like living off of that now. Like he does like limited like print runs and things like that hmm. more than comic books. Like I know he does a lot of like Disney and Star Wars stuff and things like that. Really? It's a shame because this shit is fucking awesome. Yeah, I think like, uh, and this is old, man. You know, imagine his new stuff. Well, we just barely glossed over it, but it's like it's funny because for these to be roughs, quote unquote, like they look good. Hang (laughs) them in a museum. They look good for roughs. They look great. So, Yeah. yeah, man. I see. I'm gazing into the future. I see these appearing on DragonFan.net, just in case <laughs> you don't have Facebook or don't want to go and log into the group. I don't th- make promises you can't keep. Oh, it's happening, baby. <laughs> it's happening. No, but yeah, for real. I mean, anyone listening to this podcast that that isn't on the Eric Larson Savage Dragon fan group site, you need to join. It's you just you know join up. There's no. You know, I don't know. It's not really a closed group or anything like that. And uh, or is it? Is it closed unless you join? Yeah, uh, you just ask for an invitation, and yeah. anybody can get in. Once they're you, like, all you do is just say, "Can I get in?" And I mean, I'm not gonna like deny anybody. Yeah, I'm, it's like me and Simon and a bunch of other people are mods, and like almost always. What's hilarious is I'll be like on Facebook and I'll see someone send in a request, and I'll go to approve it, and they'll have already been approved. Like yeah, that's how fast, I get that too. Yeah, that's how fast people are. So, I mean, you're going to get approved. So just sign on in. Yeah, it's worth it. There's all kinds of awesome stuff on there. And there's a lot of professionals around, like uh, uh, Fosco, Andy Kuhn, and uh, like Chris G, and you know, Mark Engler. They all kind of show up every once in a while and post something. Gary Carlson. Michelle Fief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a good time. So definitely check it out. So what's our what's our next? I think little... you're the guy in charge of the next one. I am. You have slightly you more information than we do. You're All informed. Right. Let me check. Ah, more mystery guests in the Johnny Raygun slash Savage Dragon team up. I guess this was teased on Facebook yes. in the Eric Larson group. I saw a character who looks suspiciously like Madman. Yes. So 
<laughs> so again, I have talked about this in the past. Of Rich Woodall has got his Patreon website. Look up uh, Rich R I C H Woodall W O D A L L, and he's doing his uh, Johnny Raygun is his creator own character, and he's crossing over with Savage Dragon. But there's also a bunch of cool like indie character cameos also, and he's doing like. So I think you can join for as little as a buck a month and it's like a new page, I think maybe once or twice a week. Um, but it's cool. And he's he's not only for that dollar, you're not only seeing the Savage Dragon, Johnny Raygun. He's got a bunch of other comics that are available on his site. Um, but it, it's it's fun stuff. Um, what, other cameo, what other cameos did you see? I'm not going to spoil it. Oh. Give me that buck. <laughs> I was I, I was gonna say that the list you rattle off sound like a who's who of early two thousands image. Yeah, and I think this was started kind of yeah. with that, and he might have drawn a lot of the pages back then. Um, but I would say that Invincible is one of the characters, um, and I'll give you one non Marvel guy. Uh, the goon is in there too. I non image guy. The goon. There's no Marvel or DC. It's all indie. But uh, good stuff. Fun fun to check out. Recommended. Highly recommended. <laughs> it comes with our highest possible recommendation. <laughs> well, middling. <laughs> uh, I'll take, I guess, the next one just by process of elimination. But I want to hear you bros wax on it because you know way more than me. Oh, that's right. Yep, this is you know, all new territory for you. This is. and I'm, I'm, That's I'm cool. Hesitant. I can't wait for you to. Go ahead. Spill the beans. What is no, it? No, I'm jazzed. Yeah, I'm fucking super jazzed. Can I, can I just real quick? Actually, yeah. do the, do it, and then I'll talk about it during it. Never mind. All right, yeah, here goes. Uh, the news item is that IDW is going to color and reprint all of Image's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Volume 3 by Gary Carlson and Frank Fosco, and it'll finish the series with a three-issue conclusion. So that's awesome. So, Jim, give a little background for listeners that might not know anything about this. Well, there were four turtles, and they got covered in ooze, <laughs> and they grew up in the sewers like they enjoy pizza. Oh, I hate you. I know. You can really relate to that pizza thing. Um, so, back in the late 90s, Eric basically, as a favor, got control of the Mutant Ninja Trolls and Image and farmed them out to Gary Carlson and Frank Fosco to just... So this, do- is, was this, this was the point, though, that like the Ninja Turtles are kind of like... Like, the series is kind of lackluster, right? It was like... Well, he reached a peak and it was on its way down, right? My, my, be- my, my best guess is the cartoon was over, so it was just kind of, quote-unquote, the dark ages of Ninja Turtles comics uh-huh. just because they weren't in the you know the public culture as much in that period of time. Right. And so I guess Eric did a few crossovers with Mirage, and then he just decided to give Eric a chance to like put his rub on the Turtles. and so I don't, I, I, I don't know the history about these either because I didn't read it either because... That was during my period when I ignored everything in Image. Well, talking about Dark Ages. And I didn't care about the Turtles either. I didn't care about the Turtles. What? I didn't care about the Ninja Turtles really until 2001 when the fourth volume started coming out. You're completely blowing my mind. So you weren't into the fucking Turtles at all? I watched the cartoon. I bought the toys, but... Played the video games, right? Sure. And well, I... then you were into them. <sighs> no. I was into video games. I like the first. I like. All right. Here's another way to blow your mind. I prefer the first Nintendo Turtles game over the other two, or Turtles in Time. 
Now you're just being contrary. No, no. I don't like no. the beat 'em ups. I don't like be. I what? don't. I don't like beat 'em ups in general because they are a quarter munchers and b kind of shitty. You know, as a is? kid, man, it was like that. And the Simpsons one were like the best machines ever. Yeah, they're you fun. Know what it is? They're colorful. They're not great. Never had a friend. Never had a friend who me. Yeah, that's why you don't like them. That's hurt. That's just I, hurtful. <laughs> I like the original Turtles game because you can switch between four different Turtles with four different abilities. I thought that was very original and very clever, and they uh, never did it again. It's because you don't need a friend to have fun. Isn't always it? sacrifice Raphael. <laughs> always sacrifice Raphael to the, the stupid el- turtle truck. Though always that. sacrifice <sighs> Raphael to the electric uh, seaweed. Always. Uh, I my mind is blown, dude. I my mind is completely blown. I can't yeah. believe it. Like, but okay, because that was just like the cartoon let, let, at the let, arcade. Let's rewind. Yeah, let's exactly. Rewind, let's rewind just a little bit here. Bebop, Rocksteady. I didn't care about the Turtles comics the until two thousand and one. Oh. and then I started caring at that point. And of course, and of course, and of course, once I started getting into the comics, then I realized how shit the cartoon was. Interestingly. Um, the Turtles Cerberus comic crossover is the only Cerberus I've ever read, other than his appearance in Spawn. Oh yeah, that and that issue is tricky. I don't think that's even been reprinted at IDW. Wait, what wait. the Cerberus issue? I think that's the case. I don't. Yeah. I, for whatever reason, the rights to that one are messy. What year did the Ninja Turtles cartoon come out? Eighty nine. saying the Ninja Turtles are like the He Man. Yeah, of the 90s. Yeah. Well, because they made so many characters that are just bullshit. Sure. For like for the for the toys. Yes. Like so my brother had so many bullshit characters. <laughs> Did you know that Duck flew the blimp? <laughs> yeah. 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 My brother Ace had Duck. that character. He had the robot, he had Ace Duck, he had a frog. The robot. Say fugitoid. You no, even. it wasn't Fugitoid. Fugitoid was, was very real. And very it was cool. it was a turtle robot. Oh, oh that's oh, that's 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 Metalhead. Metalhead, right? yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Huh. He's a real deal. <laughs> he was awesome. I loved him all, dude. How Slash? about the frog? How about the frog with a Hawaiian shirt? Yes, huh? sir. Also in the cartoon. Fuck that guy. In the cartoon. The only guy that that to me are the real guys is like the Triceratops and maybe Leatherhead. He was from the show. He was not real. Leatherhead is only from the show. Leather. Oh, wait, wait. Maybe he was from the comic. No, I don't think he was, dude. No, you're right. Yeah. Although, I'm pretty sure he gets mentioned in Volume 4. I was made up for the cartoon. (laughs) Isn't that how he talked? He talked talked like a southern gumbo voice. Although, I think think, think Leatherhead in the comics was just just a big crocodile. I don't think he was actually humanoid. I gotta look. I gotta do some research. Gotta get on the wikis. I'm telling you, Turtles Arcade, dude. That's why it was hot because it had all those characters. It was hot because it looked like the cartoon, and it, it had, had voice clips from the cartoon. Slash was a prehistoric turtle sore. And I... Space Usagi. Wait, what? <laughs> Space Usagi is its own thing. Yeah. Space Usagi. What a ridiculous concept. Ah, he went to space in his comic, though. I just, well, oh, I didn't know guys, that. I literally just read Space Usagi, like, literally last week. For the yeah, so time. tell Raven to shut up. He doesn't even know what he's laughing about. He's not, yeah, it's not Usagi Yojimbo in space. It's his far future descendant. He's got a little dinosaur friend. 
Wait a minute. You guys are completely blown. Are you fucking making this up? Why would oh. I make this up? Did he really go to space? No, he didn't go to space. It's his ans it's his it's his it's his What's the opposite of ancestor? Fucking is is future descendant. Descendant. Yeah. <laughs> Flies a spaceship, gets the girl. He's a real Han Solo. You're blowing my mind. I didn't know that, dude. You didn't you know, know about space Usagi? My only Usagi Yojimbo experience is the fucking Ninja Turtles cartoon. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm fully aware he's a comic character. I just dude. never had time to get him. I'm so There's... pissed. They're relaunching his comic. There's so many garbage Ninja Turtle characters. Sergeant Bananas, the gorilla good guy. What? All right. Do you do you guys want me to explain the turtles to the the turtles phenomenon to you just just real quick? Go ahead. It was all Too late. About, it's all about the toy line. Oh yeah. The the turtles toy line offered something that hadn't been around since the He Man figures with the because it was at that point it was just like GI Joes were like the big thing, mm-hmm. and the Ninja Turtle figures showed up. They didn't have the articulation, but they had like the muscle definition and the bent arms that made them look like they're in action poses. And they were they're, like they were that made them really popular with the kids. They were big too. Like, they were also G.I. Joe big. was this fucking little like couldn't stand up on his own. Yeah, fucking Ninja Turtle toy was if you threw it at someone they would get hurt. Also, I had the I had the original Ninja Turtles I got for Christmas and must have been eighty nine. It was like right when I was getting too old to like play with. <laughs> also, fun fact: the fact that it became a cartoon series was a complete accident. The first four ish, the first four episodes were commissioned to promote the toy line specifically, and mm-hmm. that was as far as the money went for the TV show. And for whatever reason, the producers said, "You know what? We're going to make more of this. Can we do that, guys?" They just gave them the permission, and so they just kept making episodes. Mm. Well, how fucking lucky! <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, so, what, what? And then everybody so, made a billion dollars. <laughs> So let's bring it back to volume three. Yeah, IDW, explain it for heathens like me that missed out on this when it was at Image, which is insanely bizarre because I fucking love Image and the Ninja Turtles. So there's no reason why I shouldn't have gobbled this shit up. Well, the important thing to Savage Dragon readers is that because this was headed up by Larson, there are a lot of cameos and crossovers with Savage Dragon. Mako's, yep. Mako's got a predominant role in certain points. Horridus and Mikey, I think, have their relationship kind of start in the Turtles series. Vanguard's in it. Vanguard turns up. Uh, I don't know who else. There's, I feel like there's like a couple others, but a Dragon shows up for an issue. Sure. And so, and here's the other thing, is that because the Turtles weren't really super popular at that time, they didn't get huge sales numbers like they were planning so they were initially going to make the series in color, of course, but because orders were down, they wound up going to press in black and white, and so the series became black and white out of necessity because of low order numbers. And I, if if you look at the first issue, it's inked as if they were going to color it, yes. and Fosco has said this, So, and then you look at the rest of the series, and it's inked very differently because they realized they weren't going to do it in color, so they inked it for specifically for black and white. Now, of course, when I think comic turtles, I think black and white and prefer black and white. And in fact, this because the series is getting colored, eh, eh, <laughs> I kind of wish yeah, it was you, still black and white. I kind of like it, though. I mean, because you can still see the black and white. Well, yeah. 
I mean, you can still get – well, I, get, I don't know. Do you have the old issues or no? I got a couple of them laying around. Can you buy them digitally? No. We oh, looked it up, and they are very expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah. Print copies can go for like 80 bucks. I so have a set. And it I actually a- sucks because I would be cool if they would just print it black and white. Yeah. And uh, it kind of blows because IDW is not known for the best coloring jobs. They are not. Yeah. That's what yeah, – they've, they've – I've never met an IDW comic I like the coloring with, ever. It's very so, strange. That wasn't printed somewhere as at first. It's crazy because they could save money and they could actually finish this up in black and white. And I think that people would be excited for it. I, I don't think they have to pay for a colorist. Because I know that I personally would love to get my hands on those comics for cheap. Mm-hmm. And I don't give a shit about color or black and white. So just... Give me the black and white comics, but but whatever, whatever. the deal is, it's gonna they're gonna be in color, which is new. So for this generation that requires color to sell a comic, it's for you. And there were twenty three issues, and now they're gonna add three additional issues because the twenty third issue just kind of ended suddenly. Like there was never a proper ending to the right. series. They always said so. Just kind of, a, I guess it's kind of a spoiler, but a lot of people were pissed off about this series because. Gary kind of wrote it and really kind of he made serious consequences happen in the book. So he kind of brought it back to like an old school flavor, made it kind of violent. They all wore like the red bandanas and stuff, at least on the color covers. Right. And uh, each of the turtles almost gets kind of injured in certain ways. And one of the big ones is like Donatello was like made into like a cyborg. But the, the goal at the end, what Gary said was always to kind of return him back the toys back to the way they were, but you know, or at least close to it. Right. And, uh, I think a lot of people are upset about this series because certain liberties were taken to like maim the turtles and stuff. But right. I think it makes a cool story. I, I, I like it. There's consequences. Well, we'll find violent. out because I'm right now declaring because uh-huh. we, are, we are always in need of new content. We are going to review every issue of this series as it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So we're now the Savage Ninja Turtle fan cast? Yes. I'd be down a little bit. I mean, I, maybe I mean, not every ties in enough with with Dragon to maybe to really... maybe not every episode or every issue getting its own episode, but we'll try to keep up with the series as it goes if we can. I think that's fine because I do plan on following it and also uh Gary and Frank definitely have that Savage Dragon connection. So right. I think just like when we talk about Invincible, I think there's interest. So it yeah. works for me. Tell us well, what you and, think, you know, Gang. We also talked about Big Bang a lot, and that ties in with Dragon a lot. And there's actually like one issue where the Night Watchman shows up. It's it's fun. It's good stuff. I mean, it, it ties in more with the highbrow universe and, and Big Bang and Image than, you know, if you didn't know. Like, you know, I think we could have a lot of fun talking about this. I agree. I'll say one last thing before we go. It's funny that um, I I do – the one thing as a know-nothing, the one thing I do know is that was all anybody would talk about is how angry they were at the big risks that it took. I know that like Splinter was a fucking bat and Shredder got killed and fucking Raph led the Foot Clan and Donatello was a robot. And I I know actually a lot of that shit – just because people would just fume and you would, you know, shit would get on your radar because of that. Well, here's what's so funny. Flash forward all the way to now and the most recent Ninja Turtles, people are fucking shit in their pants over the fact that, like, 
you know, the liberties they're taking with that, where each Ninja Turtle looks physically very different. Oh, oh you're, you're talking about the new cartoon that was just announced. Yeah. Okay. People, Ninja Turtle fans shit their pants over that. So it's just really weird to me. With a series like Ninja Turtles, it's almost like a James Bond kind of thing. Indeed. Like, basically, I don't think of them as having any one kind of real continuity. There's just different, like, versions of Ninja Turtles out there. Well, officially, the Comic Turtles Volumes 1, 2, and 4 have its continuity. And Mm -hmm. and if Volume 3 can get tied off to to fit to the beginning of Volume 4, that can be included as well. It's weird. It's weird to me to care about that, though, because... The way they've always existed is they've always just been this completely weird... But that's not really true. The comics turtles in particular, the Mirage turtles, have always been its own, you know, continuous thing. It's never been, you know, it it wasn't until the Viacom buyout and IDW started there is that the Mirage turtles kind of went to the wayside. They've always been there. I guess I'm saying as a Ninja Turtles fan that got like came up on the cartoon first, the black and white comic second, and then watched like the movie Turtles and then fucking like then saw like the reboot. There's always just been different versions of Turtles. I guess. But that's like saying the Savage Dragon cartoon is like the important piece. I didn't say that it was the important piece. I said that. Like, when you have so many different versions of Ninja Turtles, it's really weird to me to get your fucking panties in a knot over this one version of Ninja Turtles that takes risks and does things different. Oh, I see. That's all I'm saying. So it's kind of like for people to shit their pants over, like, Frank Fosco and Gary's, like, fucking Ninja Turtles, it's weird to me. And it's also weird to me that, like, people get so bent out of shape over this new Ninja Turtles cartoon. Well, just just to, I know we've been going long on this, but just remember, the people shitting on the Image Turtles in particular, Mm -hmm. remember, the Image Comics Turtles was supposed to be a continuation of the Mirage Comics Turtles. I didn't know that. So, but it, it was intended to be that. It wasn't supposed to be its own thing. It is very specifically a continuation. And when, okay. he, when he started mangling and changing characters, the longtime comic fans, I believe, are the ones getting the most pissy. Okay. It wasn't mm. like the cartoon people coming in going, what's this shit? Although I'm sure some of that was going on, too. It was very specifically the comic people. Weird. Very weird. I get that makes it make. Um, you know what? It's fine that we went this long about it, especially if we're going to talk about it like down the road. Right. But I'm just saying that at least makes that make somewhat more sense to me. OK, I get it. When does this when does this series come out? Eh, probably June. Uh, it's I, I in think like it, the most recent, I feel like. Yeah. So three months from now. Mm-hmm. April and it's, isn't it called like urban something urban it's got some name to make it sound like it's not <laughs> not canon <laughs> those bastards like urban myth or urban like urban <laughs> ur- urban legends <laughs> urban think. legends is better than urban myth urban myth is like totally dismissive ah <laughs> uh, here it is it's in the newest previews, the code is MAR180421. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it doesn't say it on the cover that's printed, but it says TMNT Urban Legends number one. Urban Legends, yeah. So, you know, imaginary, imaginary story. In shops May 16th. <laughs> oh, May. That's, that's not bad. 
Nope. So yeah, a halfway. Look and then we'll have two covers. I think Fosco is doing an all new cover, and then they're using the old covers as well as yeah. like a variant. The A cover will be a new Fosco cover, and the B cover will be the original cover. At least that's Which is pretty good. Good for Fosco. I'm glad that he's getting the the spotlight again. Better than that, like to get to wrap it up because they it was always unfinished business. Yes, like they would always talk about like, oh, you know, what a shame, you know, it was unfinished business, you know. No, we wish we could finish it up. This is cool that it's getting to finish. Right. So I'm fucking super stoked, dude. I can't wait. Like, and especially from the perspective of a Savage Dragon fan that's never read that stuff. Like, yeah, uh-huh. I'm actually excited to. A, reread it because I haven't read it in a while. And then B, see your reaction to it. Um, I'm really So excited. it better be good. The whole Michelangelo Hortus thing, like, it's funny because, like, these things were just on my radar a little bit. But then, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't I couldn't explain it why I didn't get it. But, yeah, I'm super excited, dude. Yeah, because if all you've ever seen is the Savage Dragon, you've only seen, like, a few panels. And it's like you get the whole more of the the complete story in the Ninja Turtles book. And you forget that people that haven't been reading it along at the same time or never read, you know, either Ninja Turtles or other like side comics, you know, don't always get the whole picture. I'm excited. Super excited. All right, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Pinch it off. (laughs) Jim. Uh, Final, final bit of news. Just, we got the cover for Savage Dragon 235. Uh, It's got, you know, got the cover blurb, nothing beats Buffalo Stew. And it's got a big old Buffalo Man on the cover. So that gets me it. get gets me excited. <laughs> I'm a, I, I, I do like Buffalo. It's I'm a cool excited. looking cover. I'm actually excited. I think that like it really sells the funness of this Canada. This whole Canada thing has just been pretty fun. It's Canada country. <laughs> You think he dies in the episode, or you think... Uh, oh, I guarantee it. He's, he's nothing, <laughs> yeah, no, nothing beats Buffalo Stew except probably lightning. Wouldn't it be funny? It, it'd be funny <laughs> if fucking Buffalo Stew gets to recur. Like, become, he becomes a recurring cast member. He becomes the hero that Canada needs. He becomes like Dragon's... Uh, like Malcolm Dragon's super patriot. <laughs> he's just always around. Hi, Stu. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he can't talk. <laughs> hey, if a guy with a shark head can talk. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Buffalo head, <laughs> no problem. So, yeah, it's kind of a cool cover. I'm glad, uh, you know, no solicitation text, but I kind of think the cover says enough. Yeah, it says it all, dude. Yep. You say it best when you say nothing at all, cover. Except it, it says nothing beats Buffalo's, too. Which, all right. Which, which says a lot. Sassy pants. I, I know. You're right. You're correct. I think that I cover's lying. lying. I'm feeling yeah. excited for our next. Nothing section. beats Buffalo Stew except for, um, shit. How do I make this joke work? I was gonna make a Buffalo Bills joke, but it didn't work. <laughs> two, yeah, you could have fooled me. Two cowboys, a miner, and a giant. They stopped the Bills, the Buffalo. <laughs> Oh boy! Where our There's a lot of teams stopping there. the Buffalo Bills these days. Yeah, they got they got to the playoffs this year. 
baby steps. First time in like 20 years. Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, when Stu poops, what do you call it? What? I don't know. A buffalo. <laughs> oh, horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> I just heard the sound of a million people shutting off their iPhone. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not a million. Three. That was what was the funniest. <laughs> I was off by like you know nine hundred and ninety eight thousand, <laughs> give or take nine hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> so uh, this is our next segment, our interesting conversations, where we ask you, the listeners, for your opinion on a savage dragon related question, or for you to uh, suggest a, a topic for our interesting conversation. So you can send all of your feedback or your suggestions to savagefincast at gmail.com and responses will be read on a future episode. Uh, so last uh, episode, our question was something to the effect of what minor Savage Dragon character or detail uh, could become a major threat someday. Um, and we got a, a few responses this time. Um, and I'll, uh, the first one we got was from Gavin Higginbotham, as most of you know, is the Savage Dragon, I guess, editor, who Larson kind of looks to to make sure all his ducks are in a row. Looks up to, really. <laughs> Idolizes, some would say. Uh, uh, walking encyclopedia of Savage Dragon knowledge. Um, so Gavin said... Looking to see a previously minor character emerge as a new minor threat, a new major threat, he said, well, my choice is Mickey. The son of Thor was first and last seen in Savage Dragon 108 when his mother was killed by Thor. He was taken away to Godtown to be raised amongst gods. That was 15 years ago now. The teenage son of an arrogant prick like Thor has got to be kind of a dick, right? And a powerful bastard, too. Mickey is now getting old enough to either kill or imprison his dad and or Heracles and take control of the gods. The gods have barely been a threat for a long time, so Mickey seizing power and leading his people against the mortals has got to be fun, right? Plus, I selfishly want to see Thor again. <laughs> that's a great one. I, a... I didn't think that he was that old, but I guess you're right, and that's not that much younger than Malcolm. Yeah. The gods That's the whole been, time. The gods have been less than a threat. We have not seen the gods since the end of that invasion arc. I honestly, we saw all that... god and you loved it. No, no, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. All god, <laughs> all god yeah. died, and then Hercules made them all go poof. Yeah, yeah. I think I that think... was them getting written off. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I think Eric had his say with them, but. Thor is such a badass, and he has a kid. There's, but that's why I'd like to see Mickey, you know, turn out better than her dad or his dad. Was Mickey a man, a boy? I think he was a boy. Son, yeah, son yeah. of Thor. Yeah. Do you uh do you want me to go through all these letters, or do you want to take turns reading them, or I think yeah, we'll take turns. I think Ravens. Oh, you you actually read mine. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, Raven's gonna take the second one for sure. <laughs> all right. Cool. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but See, just to finish off, though, uh, anything else to say about Mickey? I just totally agree. Like, I, I would love to see him come back. It's not a bad choice. Be a good way oh, to bring, yeah. bring the gods back. Maybe stuff has gone on while they've been gone, and now it comes back into Malcolm's life somehow. 
there would also be a really uh, good opportunity to completely reinvent like the like the whole like pantheon like you know just throw some new gods in there like some, like you know more like combo gods like mix mash of like you call them ones. the new gods <laughs> fair enough no one's done that before it's all new all new all different gods <laughs> thank you gavin always a pleasure always a treat uh our next letter comes from travis johnson who says dear finn friends so i'm driving home from work at 12 30 a.m and i hear my name being said on one of my favorite podcasts i was super excited saying holy shit and loving the fact that you guys were busting my chops except for raven thanks raven good You're guy welcome. raven what can i say you know, I, I aim to please sorry my awesome letter was so long I answered so many interesting conversations because I wanted your opinions and a few chuckles from you. Besides, it's not like you guys have Eric Larson on every few months. Oh, wait, you do. Even I'd rather hear Eric than my long-ass responses. I wanted to thank you guys for choosing my interesting conversation for the listeners and answering it. I love Craig's idea with Super Patriot. Yeah. My answer to that, handsome guy's interesting conversation. Handsome is right. sorry i was that thinking out loud you got a face for radio i've seen you in person (laughs) is related to the cartoon and i'll try sorry yeah it's good enough face for some kind of audio format (laughs) i'll try to be quick so the usa network had a two-hour cartoon block with four half-hour shows street fighter mortal Kombat, savage dragon and wing commander why am i bringing this up because there was a crossover event with a character named the Warrior King, voiced by Michael Dorn, a Conan-like character with super strength, the power of flight, and a bow staff that fires energy blasts. My villain is this character. After the merger destruction of multiple Earths, this character appears on Our World, wants a warrior's death, and manipulates villains, monsters, and aliens to prepare Malcolm for the ultimate battle. <laughs> That's fucking a deep cut. That is a re- that is a reach. <laughs> Wait, so 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 that cartoon had a cross. Like, was that the first time like four different cartoons had a crossover like well, that? That's pretty cool. Well, I should point out it wasn't actually a crossover. The only crossover is that this one villain appeared in all oh. four shows. That so was, minute, that was though. the that was the gimmick. The characters from the shows didn't meet. Just oh. this guy. So he went through like time and shit like that. Stuff shit like that exactly. It's still kind of cool, though, because, yeah. like, that means that Savage Dragon had a Warrior King cameo. Not a yeah. cameo. I think he was the main villain of an episode. I mean, he was in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and there was a Mortal Kombat cartoon? Yeah, and a Street Fighter one. I And a Wing Commander one. Yeah. And they were on the, and they were all on the, on USA. the USA What's Cartoon Wing Commander? Express. Wing Commander is a really famous video game. Series. Oh, I'm such a dunce. Sorry. It's a flight sim game, and... The thing, it was the, the thing about Wing Sim game had it, a cartoon. Yeah, but but here's the thing: Wing Commander's big claim to fame is that it had like fully uh, acted um, um, motion, full video, motion video, full motion midi video. So it, Mark Hamill starred in most of them, in many of them, uh, and also it had it way before that shit was common. Yeah, like, like that shit Fox. was cutting edge. Like the video to have video in a video game was like unheard of had, when Wing Commander did it. it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's lovable alien was a big, big kitty kitty. <laughs> yeah, Lionhead. 
So uh, at any rate, back to the letter. If it's okay, I have another interesting conversation for you. You would make a cover, solicitation, issue number, and title for an upcoming Savage Dragon issue. That issue could be the next issue, a future issue, or an issue in the far future. I think I'll type the word issue one more time. Issue. That's a great idea. I, I think we should use it. Okay. I think I think we're gonna. All right. So just to wrap it up, he says mine. This is this is his. Uh, this is uh, Travis's or... answer for his interesting conversation. Mine is a reprint cover of issue 20 and 176 where the Seeker's face fills the cover with Thunderhead in the reflection. So that's so what he's saying? That's the one with like the Overlord mask? And, right. And Dragon's reflection is in it? But this right. This is the Seeker with Thunderhead? Okay. The Seeker, only it's like Thunderhead coming at the cover. Gotcha. He's wearing a battle-damaged fancy suit and tie, a gray hair crew cut. His hair shows like his dad. Which is funny because I fucking totally forgot that like Thunderhead could technically have hair because Skullface had it. Yeah, yeah. And muscles ready to end this fight. Issue 362, title Seeker Slugfest. Solicitation In a dragonless issue, we follow <laughs> Kevin Thunderhead Gorlick, leader of the Vicious Sphere. The Vicious Sphere, I like that. During an average day until the Seeker arrives to kill him. It's the battle no one asked for, but everyone will be talking about for years to come. Written and drawn by Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony Award-winning writer Eric Larson comes with <laughs> our highest possible recommendation. Uh, As always, Tony keep Award. the episodes coming. He was a goat. You see, he got the goat. Yeah, yeah. The EGOT. It's not a goat. Yeah, the EGOT. He got the EGOT. Your <laughs> podcast is maybe four that I subscribe to, but this is the first one I listen to when new episodes appear. Thanks again, Travis. P.S. This letter is fin. Get it finished. <laughs> how, many fin how many podcasts do you guys subscribe to? No. Uh, oh, I don't one. I don't subscribe to anything because I hate when they all like automatically download, but I have like you can turn seven it off, you know. Yeah, I know. So I have them on there. They're just not subscribed, and I just do it manually. But I have like seven or eight different podcasts. I get like bored sometimes with podcasts. Yeah. Or like one of my favorites is Joe Rogan's uh, podcast. But certain certain guests I just don't like when he like like I'm not big into MMA fighting, and he tends to do that like every third episode, and uh, so I skip those. But I, yeah, I, I listen to all different ones. Mostly, I have video game uh, news podcasts and wrestling podcasts. Most of mine are oh, music. And, and two different Legion of Superheroes podcasts. Whoa, <laughs> that's pretty they, crazy. That's and intense. they say a dedicated Savage Dragon fan cast is crazy. Oh, like, oh, and uh, most importantly, an Animorphs podcast. What? What mine are those dudes talking about? Every volume of Animorphs. We are talking about the books with the covers where, mm. like, on the left-hand yes. side is an animal mm. and on the right-hand side is a person. The, ent- the greatest <laughs> science fiction body horror series ever written. You've completely Practically, cr- I love that series. It was so fucking adult. You think, you think Savage Dragons got violence? You got nothing on the Animorphs. What? Get out of here. What? Now you're just being contrary. Contrary. 
I can't believe it. I just can't believe what you're saying. Those covers are a joke. It's like a meme. A meme. Sorry, there's not enough time to talk about. Oh, some fighting words going on. <laughs> well, Did you uh, hear Jim's voice. He's so disgusted with you right now. <laughs> I just listened. To I two open myself up podcasts. to you, and you knock me down. Like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm surprised. That's all. I'm willing to believe, but I'm completely blown away. That would be like if you told me that Garfield and Friends was secretly. Uh, an incredibly deep character-driven <laughs> drama. Well, not not, like, not Garfield, but uh, U.S. Acres got pretty deep like, sometimes. Uh, I like the Animorphs covers. It just like it's a kid turning into a cockroach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What the, what, the, what, the cover, what, what the cover doesn't tell you is how many times they get eaten as cockroaches. Get and, out. and then have to morph out of animals and explode out of their guts. No, <laughs> shut up. I don't. I'm not making this shit up. You are totally making this. I'm looking at the covers right now. Is a kid turning into a poodle? Always. Yep. That poodle. Always. That poodle probably got disemboweled by an alien with claws for, fa- for fingers. <laughs> now you are making it up. I can believe the other thing, but that has to be fake. Nope. There's one of Jeb Bush's called the Hundred Million Buck Cuck. <laughs> what? No. He's getting turned into a guacamole bowl. That what can't are you be talking real. about? I don't know. It's on, I just looked up Animorphs on images. What? <laughs> that cannot that be real. That sounds like a parody, but I gotta see this now. I'm sure it is. I I'm told not... you it was a meme. Where are you seeing that? <laughs> the hundred million buck cuck. That's, the cuck. <laughs> That's not even a real thing. Unfortunately, I can't find it at first glance, so I have to. You see. looked at Animorphs images. Yep. Go down to the third row. If third you, row. Maybe. I, mean, I guess it depends on how wide it, do, it does depend, but <laughs> third or fourth, it's it's. This one's tea. This t- is this some Trump iced tea. tea. Trump the clam clam to date. <laughs> He's turning into a clam. <laughs> These are the worst covers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> okay. I'm starting to see the gut, the gag ones. Okay. <laughs> so you see, when I said it was a meme, I wasn't being vicious. I was just telling the truth. Nick Cage is turning into a cage. <laughs> this looks like Dave Batista turning into a dog. Perfect. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy that, with the spiky hair, that the, the chef guy? Chef in air quotes. Oh, we know. What's oh, funny oh, is that's oh, all you oh. needed to say. The, the barbecue guy. Yeah. The fuck's his name? He looks like, he's, hey, now he's you're turning into like a hot dog. Anyway, Joey Fatone. This is the worst. All right, let's move on. But seriously, Animorphs is one of the greatest of all time. With the worst covers ever. The, most nine, the 90s thing you'll ever read. You're blowing my mind. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Travis. I'll just say that. Thank you, Travis. That is an awesome, interesting conversation. Animorphs? Oh, dude, I don't even know. We, oh, we listen. were talking about podcasts. Yes, that's right. I, I'm just saying that we are doing that interesting conversation after we do the letters. <laughs> I'm just sorry. <laughs> are you looking at Animorphs parodies? Oh, the worst. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm done. All right, we got one letter coming in from uh, Jared Rapata. Hey guys, love the podcast. As a interesting conversation topic, how do you see the book ending? Never. Let's say Eric keeps going until retirement age. That's still a good 10 years or so worth of craziness left to come. What do you think happens? 
Also, here's an attempt at some fan art of, of Super Patriot hacked by the Russians, or more correctly, the commies. <laughs> Keep up the good work, guys. I think uh, one of you two mentioned uh, Super Patriot getting hacked last episode. Yeah, it's a Craig. Yeah. Craig, yeah, yeah. Craig mentioned so that. So we got our first little bit of fan art. Yes. Yeah, so we'll have to post that. Jared has sent us an image of Super Patriot all decked out in uh, sickle and uh, hammer. You know what? Pretty that sweet. baby is going on dragonfan.net. So... You'll definitely be able to see it where it will live. Sweet. That's awesome. It's yeah, a yeah, really good it. picture. Yeah, it really is. What do you guys think? What, what do you see uh, as a – this won't be our main fin dressing, but we can answer this real quick. How do you see the book ending? Well, I think uh, – Or do you on, want to save it? For so, so, somebody on the uh, on the Facebook uh, mentioned there's a dangling plot thread that takes place in 2030 uh, involving uh, Wildstar. So oh, yeah, yeah. by issue 375, hopefully that gets, you know, resolved. <laughs> I think I, I, that's what that's what I opened up the calculator for is to figure out how many issues away that was. Just hit the old calculator. Hit button. The, hit the cal- I hit the calculator button <laughs> and I got all my answers. <laughs> I got to say that. Uh, I Did th- we even talk about the calculator button on the podcast or was that pre podcast? We talked about the calculator button on keyboards before the podcast started. So I'm bringing it back. Stuff. So I'm making a reference that it's nobody perfect. knows about. Raven Just believes the, this Raven believes the calculator button is useless. I say, how else will I find out my figure out my age when I need to know? <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to admit that you use it for your age, but <laughs> <laughs> it blows my mind. How else will I count past ten? Hmm, subtracting the year from the current year—that's like minus one. <laughs> How will I know how many years ago 1983 was? How? How, I ask? I don't even know. I can't. I couldn't say it. 35. (laughs) (laughs) Silence as we all go. I'm not going to confirm or deny that. (laughs) So, yes, 12 years in the future, (laughs) issue 375, Wildstar returns. Mark your calendars. I hate to say, I don't see the book ending. I'm pretty sure he said that he's going to, or no, it changes. One time he said he was going to do it just until he dies and he doesn't care. And then the other time he said he'd like to end things on his own terms. And so I'm not real sure, but I'm sure when he decides to wrap it up, it's probably not going to be one of those put a bow on everything endings. Yeah. I think he he said something sad recently where I think they were talking about spawn 300 and he said something to the lines of, if I get there. Yeah. I don't think that he ends it. And I think if, if for, if it's like a money issue where he has to end it, I think he would put, you know, one out every once in a while, like a one shot here and there. But, uh, I don't think that it ever comes to an end. I think, it's just done when he's just can't do it anymore. And I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. He dies that's, at the table. <laughs> that's what I see. And I know you laugh, but like, what's funny is a lot of cartoonists die at the table. And like, that's almost like a warrior's death. Like that's how you want to go. <laughs> you do. You do. I'm not joking at a all. Cartoonist death. The cartoonist death. You totally do want to die at the table. Alex Toth did. Yeah. Damn. I'm just saying that's fucking the best, dude. You'd say you went out doing what you loved. Starving. All right, this is getting real bleak. <laughs> it got serious. Oh right, my goodness. Read the next one from Tony M. Yo, Fincast Bros. 
<laughs> just a quick reply here while I'm in the can working the night shift. Off the top of my head, I've got a few villains that I'd like to see make a comeback. They are the Brain Trust, Morgor, and Dung. The Brain Trust, as I think they were ever used out, they were ever used outside the Savage World arc, and were pretty tough adversaries for Dragon Senior. Morgor, because I thought he had a cool visual design and he could be updated into a supercharged threat for Malcolm. Dung, because he's one of those only Larson can make up characters. And along with his duty offspring, deserve a chance to paint the town brown. That is, unless Malcolm can stop him. LOL. Cheers, guys. Keep up the good work. Tony M. I Could you imagine if Dung came back and was the most dangerous foe that Malcolm and his father had ever faced? Fantastic. <laughs> his duty offspring. I just want to say, good good on you for keeping the flavor on Tony M's letter. Oh, he hates me right now. I almost lost it. I almost it's lost beautiful. it. beautiful. You did. I, right I, there. The... I brought it back, though. You brought it back. Totally redeemed yourself. No, that's awesome, dude. The brain trust. One of those brain trust guys was, like, named after one of the... Uh... One of the fans. Was the Brain Trust the ones who were keeping everybody prisoner in the fight arena in Australia? In Australia, yes. Okay. I was mixing them up with the baby who was controlling the women. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I thought the Brain Trust was, too. The the ball sack-headed baby. Yeah. So, I, so <laughs> no, it was the one who was, like, had, like, he had, like, the Atomics and Bad Rock and I think, uh, Barbaric and Ricochet were there too. Brain Brain Zap is one of the guys. His real name is Bobby Zappelli, who was an old Savage Dragon fan. So I got sad news from my man Tony though, because I suspected as much. And when you said it, I I had to look it up real quick on the wiki. Morgor's dead. Morgor's dead. Yeah. And what, what sucks is I also think that Morgor was a fucking badass visual. Which one was he Morgor? Was. He had the weird, like, like robot, like head, like the weird jaw. Like, yeah, he had a trap jaw. Oh, with the, it, remember, with, the, with, with, that... the with the wrapped up head and the uh, the eyeball. He like, had like the weird fro and the the. No, he didn't. He had like the weird black like afro. Yeah, he had the hair, weirdest looking character. His hair was black, and he had like a almost like a bear trap for a mouth. But and he always like he talked weird. He said something weird all the time. Dork. Yes, yes. It's a dork a lot. Yes. Why? <laughs> I don't know, but dude, he was awesome. And that's and a great name, Morgor. And it was like he was in like, I want to say like 15 issues, but oh, he, okay, he's just guy. little cameos in the background until like his final issue where he actually did shit. <laughs> I want to say that was it. Maybe that's no. correct. Well, that killed him. That's 100% correct. He got murdered. Anyway, it's it's a shame. I'm with you, Tony. I like Morgor as well. Thought he was awesome. Yes. You know, um, I think we should knock out that interesting conversation real quick. Okay. Just because it was a good one. Well, we got one more to go, right? Well, no. Oh no, we don't. All right, that's we good. Don't. It's over. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. So again, the interesting conversation was. Uh, come up with a cover solicitation issue number and a title for an upcoming Savage Dragon issue. The issue could be the next issue, a future <sighs> issue, or an issue in the far future. Can't be in the next issue because the next issue is already solicited. Yeah. So a future issue or something way out there. 
So I think you said you had a good one, Craig. Why don't you take it away? Take it away, Craig. All right. Savage Dragon 242. Ooh. So it's not that far out. Okay. Pretty new. Enter the Royal Canadian Super Mounties. <laughs> Malcolm Dragon tries out for the premier Canadian government-run superhero team. Does he have what it takes? Will our hero survive the hazing antics of team leaders Captain Grizzly and Jack Lumber? Find out in this month's exciting installment of Savage Dragon. So the cover would just be kind of like Malcolm's back in the foreground and, you know, a bunch of Canadian heroes kind of posing cheesily. Like the Ginyu Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign to that effect. But I'd like to see Malcolm kind of try out for a Canadian super team to make a little cash on the side. <laughs> I like that's this. That's uh, what now, I got. Now, I, now I feel inadequate. That's way more clever than mine. I mean, Canadian super Mounties is pretty awesome. That's a pretty good name. You should, <laughs> the you should Royal Canadian you should super keep Mounties. That. Trademark. <laughs> Set it on a live podcast. It means you own it forever. 70 years after you're dead. <laughs> royalties what was the one that ran stimpy the royal canadian quilted yaksman kilted kilted yeah Did i say quilted what an idiot i am quilted Amazing. northern <laughs> <laughs> quilted northern it's toilet paper right toilet paper for bear's ass <laughs> that's beautiful that's that's a fantastic mistake and jim just dialed it right in <laughs> yep Oh, do you have one, Jim? Unfortunately. <laughs> In the grim future, Eric Larson is dead. Ooh. His magnum opus incomplete. Oh, no. So, issue number to be determined. Uh, cop out. The, the greatest young comic creators inspired by the work of Eric Larson must come together to tell, answer the question, whatever happened to the Savage Dragon? And writing four or five imaginary stories that tell the ending of our fin-headed friend. Who would they be? I don't know. Raven. <laughs> Mark Englert. <laughs> Robert Kirkman. Oh. Gotta get Otley in there. Yeah, probably. He probably comes with Kirkman. It's like a package deal. Frank Fosco. He's probably still writing Spider or drawing Spider Man at the time though, so. Wow. You know, you're not giving Larson much time, are you? Yeah. Yeah, you, you're putting people who are still alive now and like, you know. You know, unborn children. I don't know. <laughs> it's a uh, nod to the Superman, the final Superman issue. Well, the, yeah, the one Alan Moore wrote. Yeah, we get Alan Moore to write it. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did work for Rob Liefeld. Come so out this of retirement a... one last time to write a character he does no not care about. We don't know that. He could hey, love him dearly. Speaking of Rob Liefeld, did you see the news story that Netflix bought a bunch of his properties for like seven figures? Netflix will what? buy anything from anyone. But for yeah. seven figures? Yeah, that's what I read. Like well, Evangeline and Bloodstrike and whatever. I don't know. Blood Wolf. No. Like all these not, wild characters. Not Evangeline. Evangeline's owned by Marvel. No, no, no. Know. The one Craig's making the right thing. She's a, like almost like a religious thing. Owen Jenny Not did the a McFarlane uh, character. The, oh, the yeah, she's almost like a like a supernatural type character, like a chick with the sword. 
McFarlane's is like Angelina. Is I couldn't. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I could have swore Netflix like bought a bunch of Miller World stuff too, and they haven't done anything with yet. They did. They, they, they did. did. Yeah. Except what was hilarious, they bought everything from him except everything that matters. Except like they Happy. Did, That's how they didn't like get another wanted. Channel. They didn't get wanted, and they didn't get Kingsman. <laughs> or Happy. So what do they have? Oh no, that's they, ha- Happy's Grant Morrison. I'm sorry. They got uh, Jesus Christ, uh, like chosen that one, and they would have gotten the one about the kid that, like, a monkey's paw made him into Superman, basically. Oh yeah, Superior or something like superior, that. Superior, simply awful. Like I said, like They're all every... awful. So this is this is what um, Netflix got. They got Brigade, Bloodstrike. I don't know what Cybrid is. Rejects, <laughs> Blood Wolf, and Kaboom. Wow, all these. They're... Here's built a to last dollars. franchises. We'll <laughs> Here's a million dollars. We don't know anything about comics. Did he say was Youngblood one of them, or everything except Youngblood? Yeah. How did a, it, not, so Youngblood. the ones not included in what they said, they didn't show Youngblood, Supreme, Gloria, Prophet. So <laughs> again, they got everything except the shit that matters. And they what the fuck is, what's Netflix thinking? They're gonna. It make says it. Netflix made a seven figures rights deal. <laughs> that doesn't mean they'll make anything, but it does mean that Rob gets paid now. Holy that shit. That is insane. Yeah. You, that is some serious, like, garbage. For as much shit as, like, Rob Layfield gets, all of his shit turns to gold. Yeah, dude. All of, of his, all of his shit gets him paid. He's I, King Midas. I mean, I'm serious. He can, like... like Cable, Deadpool, you know, like... Look at all the other characters. Yeah, but he doesn't, make, he doesn't make any money off those. That's the whole. No, but I'm saying his stuff like turns to gold. Like, you know, yeah. what what character did McFarlane or yeah, but, any Jim Lee make but, for Marvel that but, got but, big? But what's his name? Fabian made all those characters popular. And uh, like uh, Joe Kelly. I get it, but Lightfield had a big role in designing Yeah, I was going to say, that's selling him real short. Like, back when I was. I... Back when I was reading that shit, I didn't give a fuck who wrote it. I liked the art. The original Deadpool was a ripoff of fucking uh, 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 Deathstroke. Guess what? My 1980s fucking DC hating mind didn't know that. And you got Cable. Cable's pretty much been unchanged. Yeah, Cable's okay. His design's pretty solid. You know, he's 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 a poster child for the 90s, I mean. And you want to know it's fucking crazy? Gerber baby. Let this blow your mind. He even made the Super Soaker guns make sense. He said he didn't want to draw normal-looking guns because that Marvel already had the Punisher. Well, that makes sense. I mean, sci-fi I like, guns. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I was like, all of a sudden, the Super Soaker guns make sense. But you can do sci-fi guns that don't look like tubes. That cha- <laughs> that change, the, that change like, shape as they go down the barrel. I got, you know what? The thing is, though, is, again, people shit on those guns. But, like, what's so funny is as time went by... Like the fucking Liefeld gun became a comic thing. I know. Like, I'm, but that's fucking... not a good thing. I mean, remember this all leads to the 1996 collector's crash. Yeah, he's like he's like the you know I don't know like uh, this is the guy that directs Transformers and stuff. Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Like, you know, Michael Bay comics. He's flashy. But that's not like, a good kids. thing to be. Uh, it depends. That's whatever. I mean, says, why is it wrong? It's... it's not a good thing for people that like are into like intellectual movies but for people that just like popcorn flicks i mean yeah. his transformer movies sell millions of tickets and look Ninja I'm, prob- I'm probably gonna read michelle fife's uh 
what is it? Bloodstrike. Bloodstrike. But Fuck that's yes, not dude. for Liefeld's involvement. No, but what it's I'm the saying the same reason is, I read Profit. But when I was when I in the nineties when I was in junior high, I ate that shit up and I thought it was the best thing ever. I mean I look at it here. now and I'm like, oh it's it's uh, the it was art is just absolute good. Teflon for me. That's why I stayed away from image as long as I did shit like that. How old were you? Like wait, what ninety two I would have <laughs> get, get the calculator. the calculator. I mean, I would have been between, button. like, 10 and 15 when I would have cared yeah. about that stuff. I don't know. I mean, when that shit came out, the kids were like, my God. Like, it was, like, just yeah, dynamic dude. and, and now, just... keep in mind, I would have been young, too young. I I didn't read any of their Marvel stuff. I didn't care about their Marvel period because I missed it all. So when the image rolled yeah. around, it just didn't appeal to me. Yeah, I'm... I'm amazed. Yeah, it blew my mind too. All that shit, like it just looked so different, and it looked cool, and it didn't matter that it was wrong finger quotes because I just didn't give a shit. Like it's classic rule of cool, dude. Like rule of cool. No, I'm just saying rule of cool. It's it's a thing, dude. Like if if style over substance, some people get hoity-toity about it, but if it's cool, then who cares? Look, I'm gonna be frank. I don't think it's a good style. I don't think it's a cool style. I think it's a jank ass style. Style was like what Joe Mad was doing. Style was what uh, oh, uh, dude. Bacello was doing. I mean, I I read a bunch I mean, of. You... Good. I said I, I was reading a bunch of X Men during that period, and those artists stood out to me. Of course, but he was like, like you can think what you want about style, but he sold millions because of his style. Yeah, like people loved it. It was yeah. like. Like so, so just just one thing that was kind of funny is like, I don't know if you guys remember the Extinction Agenda when like X Men and X Factor and New Mutants crossed over. No, and there were three different artists. Jim Lee did X Men, uh, Liefeld did uh, New Mutants, and John Bogdanov, uh, Bogdanov, I mean, did X uh, X Factor, I think. And yep. I hated John Bogdanov then. Like I was like, what the fuck? He's not Jim Lee or. Larson or Lightfield, I was like, this is garbage. And I look at it now, and John Bogdanov is the most like classically comic trained <laughs> guy, and his stuff looks the best. Who um who was the other guy during that period? Was it was it Arthur Adams did a bunch of X Men then? Yeah, yeah. But I didn't he, I didn't care for his either at the time. Wow, because you hated Art Adams. I, Art Adams I, was like my I didn't shit. hate it. I just didn't care for it because it kind of looked like Liefeld to me. What it had like mm. I don't know. It just would really I don't see that. Stiff. That's insane. I don't know. I can't even describe it without like yeah, I thought, getting I thought, some diagrams. I thought McFarlane's Spider-Man, like, number one, was, like, the best shit I've ever seen in my life. And I look at it now, and I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? But th- <laughs> I don't know. It was – I used to buy, like, the reprint Marvel Tales because McFarlane used to draw new covers for them. Have you read all of his Infinity his Ink? Cover. All his what? Infinity Ink. His issues of DC's Infinity Ink. He, like, drew oh. a whole bunch of it. No, no, I didn't. That was like real or older, older stuff, right? Yeah. Or, or his, yeah. or his, uh, his uh, invasion. Batman. Yeah, that's old. I didn't start with him until Spider Amazing Spider Man. But anyway, we we got lost here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just it's I'm I'm fun. I'm a younger kid, and so it just didn't appeal to me. I thought it no, was, I I thought it was I trying too hard. I totally get it now, and I see it now. And I'm maybe like, I was yeah, an old I, maybe I was an old man when I was a kid. I think that's what it was, bro. Oh, good on you, because I didn't back then. I I thought it was the best shit ever. And I but to be now, fair, like, how could I think that? I was really big on uh, Todd, uh, Tom DeFalco's Fantastic Four run. 
that's what I was all about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I hated like Jack Kirby stuff when I was young. I absolutely hated it. Now it's like my favorite thing in the world. I love it. I hated it so much. I was like, I don't want to look at this. Yeah, I was such a hater. I was such a hater. And like I fucking come around on it so much. You know who's cool? Kurt Swan. I think so. That name rings a bell. What? The guy who did Superman for 40, 50 years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should. Yeah, his shit is awesome. Oh, all right. Yeah, the Superman cover guy. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You know his work. You know well, his when work. I, when I was like a teenager, and you know, I hated all the old comic artists pretty much, except for like John Byrne, and he wasn't that old at that time. But dude, I was the same way. Like Norm Brayfogle, like all the fucking classics. Like it, I just I actually hate... always loved Norm Brayfogle. His Batman like blew me away. Well, of course, I'm not an art guy as well. So yeah. Oh, I am big time. I wasn't. Like... I, I wasn't drawn to books by artists i was mostly drawn to books by writers and characters yeah that makes sense like i was a big fan of the thing so i'd read a lot of books he was in which wasn't many at the time i was gonna say that that must have been very hard (laughs) well the thing had his own like basically his own solo book for the longest time and i would dig up issues of marvel 2 and 1 yeah yeah those are great so hey raven we're not you're not getting away with this. You got to come up with your uh, oh, yeah. cover for Savage Drag. Hey, I'm not worried about it, baby. I had it locked and loaded. I knew the minute me and Jim had the same idea with very different execution. Savage Dragon number 500, the <laughs> final issue. So what we got is we got the cover and it's Amy Dragon. And she's like fucking, you know, an adult now. She's fucking, she's fucking because, because, because it's the future. She's fucking she, on the cover. She's fucking an adult. No, no, Amy, <laughs> Amy, she's an adult, right? She's an and old like, woman. She, she's grown up, right? She's like, no, no, no. See, she's just, a, she's just grown. At this point, she's found a way to stay young. And check it. Off to the side is Maxine's head on a robot body. It's like fucking... You know, Rex, some Rex Dexter shit, right? <laughs> well, at any rate, it's like mom and daughter, and it's the end of the world. Like, fucking everything's collapsing. Like, it's Dark Lord's, like, son or something is fucking, like, <laughs> ending the world in revenge. He's crushing out that last reality. He's just going to destroy everything, right? But here's the twist. She's got to take on, like the other dragon like babies all the ones that are whatever ones kicking around at this point because you know how like there were dimensions where like dragon was kind of cool with dark lord and did his thing right she's like gotta take on like the remaining because like it's the kids like it's relevant it's hard to say 500 issues let's imagine it's like you know Michael Jackson's kid or something, whoever kid, well, the kids of the kids at this point, issue 500 is quite a bit down the road. Do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> but Michael Jackson. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like, like what's this dark Lord? He's come in and he's convinced they're like, you know what? You're right. You are the good guy. And we do think this shit has to end. And she's like the only like dragon chosen one this like voice of opposition the rest so it's like chosen one versus chosen one throwdown and they're younger and faster and more powerful and it's just like her and maxine bot 
Okay. And then, and then Malcolm Dragon Force Projections something. <laughs> and in and in the letter letters page, someone's asking when is Dragon coming back to be a cop? That's the last letter. That's the last letter. <laughs> That's it. Five hundred. I'm calling it right now. Boom. Our highest recommendation. <laughs> Let me get my calculator out. I'll check to see what oh. FinCast that'll be. <laughs> we'll be dead. We'll be dead. So, uh, are you really getting the calculator out? No. <laughs> All right. Because I know it'll be 500 episodes from now. <laughs> Should we uh, get to the meat and potatoes? I think it's meat and potatoes. We had a huge main course there before the meat and <laughs> potatoes. It's funny. I think this will be one of those fincasts where the meat and potatoes is like the smaller part of the fincast. Yeah, with our appetizers where we just ordered too many. Yeah. You know when you like eat too big an appetizer and then you got to take like the meal home? Yeah, yeah. That's what's happened with this fincast. Yeah, but we're not taking it home. Nope. We're laying we're it all out. We're going to sit there, wreck it, Ralph, too. Unless Jim ends it. He's just like, it's done. We're taking it home. Then we're taking it home. <laughs> On the next fincast. <laughs> 232. No, it's good, dudes. From the very cover, I, we'll just start kissing the butt of the cover right here. I like this cover. The wraith, wraith, just like right strategically there. covering the mustache, so you mm-hmm. don't know. You don't know. Somebody on Twitter said, and I thought it was hilarious. Dragon, savage dragon, me to hell. What? what? You know, like drag me to hell. Oh. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, oh, I thought it was <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you fucking snobs. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. We open with worried, worried Maxine. Because last time, Dragon, I mean, Malcolm had gotten his ass kicked, and I guess he was left for dead. Sex dolls left him for dead, bro. It's yeah, been a month. Has it been a whole month? Well, you know, he's gone. Clearly time has passed. Like I don't know if it's been a whole month. I don't think but... it's been a month in comic time. I, f- I this feels like this feels like the next day. Yeah, it does. No. Or the same day. Oh wait, maybe not a month. Because he brought back the milk. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, that would still be sweet a month later, but I just kind of feels like it wasn't a month. Oh. I'll I like I like that they make it a point to be like, you know, talk about Dart, and then it's like not big news in Canada. That, that's uh, interesting. <laughs> Shit yeah. with Dart is just everyday occurrences in Chicago, and it's not even that big a deal. That's why we didn't know she had a baby. A little shark baby. This, uh... I want to... Mm, never mind. No, go for it. No, I want to know how she... Well, I guess she survived the pregnancy by being a shark herself. That would make sense. Yeah. Also, or was just born like a human and turns to a shark later. Yeah, that could have happened too. Good point. Good point, Craig. Amy style. Um, I think it's kind of funny how uh, Maxine's like, how come Dart's baby looks like Malcolm? Did Malcolm sleep with Dart? <laughs> and it's not even like freaking out about it. This is so typical. Thunderhead. Thunderhead questions it. There's a lot of dragon offspring out there, alive and dead. Yeah, it's kind of weird, actually. Just how like, many there are now, and more are coming. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude. I mean, it's funny because, like, how many fucking Chosen Ones are in the book? Well, uh, technically there are five. The three kids, the two Malcolms, well, Malcolm and Mal- and who we'll learn later, Michael. Michael. <laughs> um, <laughs> all the rest are non-Chosen Ones. I'm still dying about that. Muggle. Muggle. <laughs> you guys need to watch more wrestling. I'm just, it's funny because I don't know. Yeah. Muggle. <laughs> no, I like the head planet. You talk about a minor threat you would like to see become something later. You remember how Glumworld became a thing later? Yeah. Look at the fucking planet, like covered in faces. <laughs> Face planet. What a fucking awesome planet. Oh, yeah, I didn't even realize there were a bunch of faces. Yeah, I just dude. saw the one. It's lousy with them. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Yeah, and you never know in this book if it could become a big thing later. Glum and Glum World with Michael and his crew of, uh, what's the, what are those guys called? The Bully Boys. The Bully Boys. I like that they named the Bully Boys. And we also get a, a great explanation. I kind of thought, but we didn't comment on it, that Rapture looked older uh, in the face. I could tell that Eric was doing something a little different with it. Yeah. And she's... so clearly, like he explains here, that she's been at this. Like, remember, like, oh, she might be good. Maybe she has the good memories, too. No, this no. bitch is bad. Yeah. She's been doing this for a while. Rapture is prone to being crazy. It seems like the only time the only time we've ever seen her not crazy is like the real timeline. It's like every other timeline she goes crazy. Yeah. She's also apparently been like doing this for a while. Oh, real delicious. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, I at think least it's not vape juice. It does seem to be the implication <laughs> is that Michael was born in Dimension X. That's what me and Craig said, and so don't you think that it is just a touch odd some of the things he says? <laughs> yeah, he's like too refined. Like he should be like grunt uneducated caveman. I think further in the comic, like he kills that creature and he's just like, uh, you know, it's the best I can do. We don't have many options here. And we're brave. And I were talking yesterday about it and it was like, how does he know what there are for options out there? If he's always just kind of lived in Dimension X. My thing, too, was that uh, he goes on to explain, like, the multiverse just a tiny bit. When they're like, okay, well, how come you're not M- Malcolm? They're like, you know, if if Dragon and Rapture were your parents, then how come you're not Malcolm? And he's like, oh, you know, things are a little bit different in every dimension. And it's like, I get it that they were exposed to the body tubes. And so they're aware. The He's fully aware of all these different dimensions. But it's just like, I don't know, it seemed a little strange to me. Maybe okay. maybe he found some way to educate himself in Dark Lord's lair. Well, I would think he would be some kind of violent rapist if that's <laughs> always around. <laughs> Clearly I, Ma- I, Malcolm's can rise above it. And why is he shaving? That's a very good question. Yeah. Uh, my My defense of the goodness is I think he was just inherently good. Maybe he's not what he seems. He could be inherently bad, too. Could be a Dark Lord in disguise. Exactly. Yeah. Ooh, what? What? There goes Raven. I or never thought else of... Other than Dragon. 
I'm okay. You or guys, Malcolm, have, I should say, you guys or have blown Michael. my mind. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's the case, but you know, it just seems Craig, weird. Craig, Craig raises some interesting points. It does seem weird. Wait a minute. What? Are we to believe then that all of those pregnant women in tubes were pregnant with savage dragon babies? No, well, not all of them, just raptures. Rapture, okay. Raptures are pregnant with Malcolms or Michaels, I guess. And Jennifers are pregnant with angels. And um, widows are pregnant with Jannies. And that's huh. how that works. Think about the significance that that places on those characters. That's kind of interesting. Need super-powered children. I can't remember if... Wait. maybe. Oh, and I think he's got kidnapped Rita's too. So she, he's got Johnson twins too. Okay. Oh, it's just funny because, like I said, that, that makes... You know, like he didn't just have a bunch of, like, you know, savage dragons in tubes. Like he had think... a, like... Okay, I was just thinking a thought while you are talking. No, I just see, like, he had angels, and he had Malcolms, and he had, like, you know, I don't know. It's cool. I don't think they had Rita's kids. You don't think so? Because Rita, only reason why, like, her kids have powers is because Dragon, like, right. was in her body at that time. But I don't think that, like, I know that Rita's kids were in the void because they got, like, yeah. I just I there. just assume because they were just another set of kids. But they're two humans that didn't have powers before the Savage World. They don't even like, have powers. They're just normal. Well, Rita has that growing power in the oh, Savage Oh, she world. has powers, right, yeah. But she didn't in the norm, in the original world. I don't know. I just thought they were kidnapped in all kinds of pregnant women. I didn't... Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was just those three, but I could be wrong. I think so, too. Could be. Could be. Yeah. I, I, get, love... and I, I guess okay. because Radical's kids could be pretty strong, or should be, being part god and all. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, dude. It's pretty grisly, though, what he describes. Like, uh, they were clearly, like, the bully boys are just a fucking bunch of rapist cannibals. They are. Yeah. The most (laughs) rapist cannibals. Well, they're not cannibals because they're not people. Oh, yeah. I guess technically not a cannibal. They're just normal meat eaters. (laughs) They're humanoid and they eat humans. So I just sort of, yeah, but you're right. Damn technicalities. Yeah, I love the splash page with Dragon washed up on the shore with the lettering and everything. I love that. Good. That's we, good we, shit. We've, we've missed this title page stuff. It's been a while. I like it. I enjoy the crap. I, I, I like it. it when it's not on page one. Yeah. You know what's funny? I am pretty sure I remember us ragging on it. It was getting, and... it got old towards the end that every single issue had it on the first page. It is cool to see it back though, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It feels very comic booky. I love the little circle credit thing. Yep. It feels like a DC commandy type book. Well, he's working the shit out of those Farron Delgado letters. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it's it's been great. I enjoy him. And I'm gonna give props to the colors too. Like, look at the fucking like little sand on like Malcolm. Yep. Yeah. It's just good, dude. This is fucking killer. Like from top to bottom. Absolutely. So, Craig, me and you were talking about these overly informative Canadians. These Wikipedia people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we were, we were talking about, like, maybe they are. Me and Craig were like, what the fuck is the Roddy, like going on with these people? Like, they're saying way too much. He just said in an interview with uh, Russ 
that Russ Burlingame uh, from comicbook.com for the listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, well, before you tell me what the official answer was, I I I thought it to be like a riff on how Eric was saying how he wanted to be a travel guide. He or he, he didn't <laughs> want the book to become a travel guide, but he he couldn't help himself sometimes. So I thought yeah. the, I thought this was like the most extreme case he could do. <laughs> so what's the well, real answer? Well, basically the real answer is he just said that they're just like when people know that you're new, right? Like they enjoy being like touristy and telling you the things. Yeah. And so he said that's the that's what's going on with these two. Is he said that they know Malcolm's new and so they're giving him this overly informative like blast of is you know too much information both me and craig were like what in the fuck like why are they just like they went i, I thought it was just eric having fun with the idea of like giving out too much information about canada just just going way overboard with it <laughs> we were like even uh even malcolm's like uh i'll take your word for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like this page it's fun I like the super leap to get around. Yep. <laughs> Ain't waiting for that ferry. It's fantastic. <laughs> Michael's cool, and dude. It, well, you know what's really cool is how Malcolm leaps into the air and then Michael hits the, hits the ground running. Nice. Good it's, observation. It's like I didn't even pick up on that. Ram. Good, good smash cut. Just smashing that creature's head like a coconut. Mm-hmm. It's a good stuff. And uh, I love the lettering when Malcolm, when they cut the scene to Malcolm returning home and uh, Maxine screens Malcolm and it's like the cartoony letters kind of. Dude, yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, like that Farrandale Gatto magic, baby. Like, look at that. Like, you're alive. Like, alive's all giant and shit. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like it. It's good, dude. So good. good stuff. You know, Craig, I'm disappointed. Usually you're the guy who zooms in on the logo and tells us what the thing is. <laughs> it's like some Chinese, like, Lucky Moose Food Mart. I bet you it's a real place. I, th- I thought you would have had that one locked up. Oh, I'm sorry. It disappointed you. <laughs> so we'll have to Google the Lucky Moose Food Mart. No, we were talking, me and Craig were talking there about it this is. dude. Thir- 393 Dundas Street, West Toronto. Lucky Moose Food Mart. So it is a real place. Absolutely. Telling you Canadians better appreciate all this effort. Book was Lucky in Chicago. Char- it's, it's, it's located in Lucky Charm Moose Village building. <laughs> Lucky Charm Moose Village? Yep. It's insane. Absolutely. This giant skeleton. Uh, and the sign outside of the building is the same sign on the bag. <laughs> All right, <That> wacky Larson. <laughs> you, you've you've not you've redeemed yourself. All right. You've to- <laughs> we were just saying, like, look how awesome this giant skeleton is, Jim. Pop quiz: How did this beast die? Which beast? are you talking the one skeleton? in Dimension X? Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like it fell over on a big spike. Isn't that awesome? A little bit. Either that or someone stabbed it. That's cool. I I like that little attention to detail. Oh, yeah. I guess it would have had to fall over on it. Yeah. Yeah. 
could have been pushed fighting. In. Yeah, it could have been a fight pushed and then it got pushed in there. And then it's like they're all like sitting in it and it looks like someone had built a lodge prior. You know, the little spit and like the wooden like. Yeah, I, I don't like, think Michael would collect all these skulls. Well, that's what I was going to say. Here's one for this. Michael is maybe sinister theory. Look at all those fucking skulls. Well, maybe that's his food. He just smashed a monster's head. Yeah. You know who else likes to eat brains? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you want to like talking about smashed brains? My smashed brain didn't fucking get the trick question. Oh yeah, I just got that too. <laughs> did you? Craig knew. <laughs> I did. These girls, damn. I know, bro. What can we do to repay you? <laughs> it's not a trick question. <laughs> well, uh, it's been a pretty good night. I think I'll go to bed. I'm real tired. <laughs> you ladies sleep over there. I'll sleep. No, over you here. know what the best thing would be? The biggest plot twist? Mm. Michael's gay. He's like, nah, ladies, I'm good. <laughs> that Not makes sense. That scene. I kind of, I kind of, dragon yet. I kind of assumed he would want their help getting back to Earth, or go like beat up all these idiot monster guys. You know, something platonic like that. Yeah. I gotta say, I'm the way the book's going. It's probably fucking Alex and Angel and her and Smasher are all going to be pregnant. Like. <laughs> Like, there's been a pregnancy. We've had some pretty frequent pregnancies, I'm just saying. All right. Well, you know what? Okay, hold on. This kind of shit's fun. Let's place bets right now. Who who do you think's getting pregnant? No one. None of them. Oh, so you're both going to say no one? I'm going to say Michael's gay. That's my guess. I think Craig's right. No, what makes you think that? Because the whole thing about universes being slightly different. Huh. I, and I because it, why not? And because why not? Well, then I'm going to say, I think... Also, I really don't want a threesome with Angel and Jennifer in it. I've, Ooh, even I've, yeah. got, even I've got limits. That is little mother-daughter I'm, action. I'm okay with it. I'm I know you are. <laughs> I'm even hoping for it. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm going to say Alex is going to get pregnant. And she's going to have a relationship with Michael that she never got to have with um, Old Man Dragon. Alex can't stand millennials. <laughs> yeah, you never know. She might come around when she's getting the uh, dingling. The big green dingling. That's it. The state for a zucchini. What if that's a difference between the dimensions? Michael's got a tiny dingling. Yeah, it's just like wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like he, he's the, actually a woman. This is what Amy's going to look like when she grows up. <laughs> chosen one. You never know how. We don't know how the chosen one powers impact a lady. You don't know. We have no idea. I don't know. Now that you've opened my mind to the thought of like Michael being something other than just a fucking like another Malcolm. All right, I'm down with it. He also seems a little younger. Maybe that's just the baby face. I think it's a baby face, bro. I think he's the same age. Because look at the muscle mass. Yeah. You're not just saying he's gay. Depends on when uh, Rapture was broken out of the tube. 
That's yeah. The, that's the thing is it's hard to say when, when she got broke out of the tube. Well, she looks old. That's yeah. true. That's true. So maybe he's older than Malcolm. Also like possible. She, he could be in his mid-30s. Ah. Her face is kind of rough. <laughs> like, if you look at every close-up of Rapture, she's fucking looking a little saggy, so. Well, every universe is different. <laughs> true, true. Maybe she was just older. I am a fan of Amy's baby talk. She's getting better at it, though. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Jack is a little daredevil. <laughs> yeah, he's setting this up with the, like the the camera crews from the reality show are getting the kids to do crazy shit for ratings. They're not going to. Why are they so worried? It's not like they can get hurt. Also, I don't know if you bros caught this, but Maxine in the kitchen almost fucks up. Yes, and only addresses Amy being her baby on camera. Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Good one. Yep. She goes, the kids, I mean, the triplets, all three didn't really kick. <laughs> so that would be a horrible thing to get out on TV. Yeah. The triplets. Yeah. With three completely different skin I missed flesh that. That's tones. a good catch. Yep. Good catch. And we get the close-up on Rapture's face on one of the panels, and you can see she's she's aged. Yeah, dude. Oh, I'm yeah. telling you. Look at the jowls. <laughs> And the the crow's feet. Yes. Like that's what I'm saying is like the hot body was throwing you for a loop. But like look at her face, bro. I'm thinking that Michael Jackson is fucking thirty five at least. I think. Hmm. Look how old she is. That doesn't matter. Well, she could be 45 then he would be I think she's just aged up in real time and also she would be like 20 she's also naked in another dimension against the elements how weathered would you would you look ah uh, uh, yeah good good call good call yeah. Yeah. damn me and my logic yeah possibly yeah. she's she's not getting enough water she's dried <laughs> out I'm... she's not moisturizing I think it's interesting that the bully boys, you got to see their relationship. I don't know that this is going to end good for Rapture. Probably like, not. clearly, they're only there doing what she says because they're, like, fucking, you know, scared I, of her. I got to think there's a future with a splash page of her getting torn apart. Yeah, I think she's going to get, you know, used and used and consumed, if you know what I mean. Bully boy style. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I see that coming. Fucking Malcolm holding Jackson. That's a good picture. <laughs> yep, his socks, his goofy socks on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love like all the scenes where whenever like Malcolm's got the kids and he just kind of tosses them. Yeah, as he comes through the door from trying to keep him from, you know, getting hurt and then just throws him. Well, I think he's like one hand juggling him. <laughs> what do you guys think of this Wraith character? Well, awesome. he's effective. He looks cool. Did you guys see on uh, the Eric Larson fan page? Or no, it's Eric Larson's page on Facebook where he posted his original concept for the Wraith. He showed that to us before. 
I can't remember when, but that that's we've definitely seen that before. I know you I remember it. That. You remember it, Jim, from Twitter. Right. That's actually the first right. time it made it to Facebook. And uh, when he put it on Twitter, he didn't say what it was. He just was like, "Here's a character I didn't use." I just remember saying, "Oh, look, a uh, a god, a new god," type of design. Gotcha. Well, Eric said that the problem was is he was too Kirby esque for the to be the wraith. Right. And so it's it's awesome. Like uh, it's funny to see the difference between like you know what the wraith was gonna be versus like what he is here. I still think his design is awesome. Like I oh, fucking yeah. like his like eyebrows and like the way his facial hair is. I I, I like anyone in street clothes. <laughs> I think Craig, were you shitting on uh, street clothes? Didn't you say you prefer a dude in a costume? Yeah, yeah, I did. I, it was refreshing to see his concept with the costume. That's why I liked uh, that Torment guy and stuff like that. I mm. love like the, or oh, I miss the over the top costumes. I think they're fun to look at. Malcolm's never been the same without his plaid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like all like the uglies unlimited, and it seems like all the bad guys he comes up nowadays are just people in street clothes all the time. They just look like I don't know. I don't know. I think it just says something. <clears throat> Buffalo stew. Honestly, it makes a lot less sense that guys like like loners like this would have elaborate costumes. Oh, I absolutely agree, but I still think it's fun to look at. I love, I, and it makes them more memorable. I think like all those vicious circle guys, like I, those guys all look amazing to me and fun. I I'm mean, sure, I know they're real '90s looking. And I'm stuff, sure he'll but... get himself a real cool costume in his second appearance. <laughs> yeah, be no second appearance. Yeah, that's spoiler. A, that's the thing we cried about. Like, he's cool. He's a cool character. I'm so bummed, dude. I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves, but still. You know what's funny? Maxine's bare naked lady shirt yeah. straight up looks like barf naked ladies. I also saw that. <laughs> <laughs> the little dribble going on there. It's fantastic. It's been a while. <laughs> also, just to go back real quick, anyone else think that Maxine was the one who like encouraged Jack to climb the wall? No, dude, it was the cameraman. Because I feel like her hold on Jackson, daddy's coming, is her emoting for the camera. Oh, I don't know. I didn't catch. I didn't get that. But yeah, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think so probably, because she's probably like, not because she tells uh jackson not to do it yeah i don't think so i don't think maxine would endanger the kids for the tv but that's show. what i'm saying they're not really in danger they're they're although i guess technically malcolm's powers didn't kick in until he was like teenager maybe they aren't as invincible as i think they are but they do smash stuff all the time hmm I don't remember young Malcolm ever getting cut up and healing, so I don't know what their healing factors are like. Well, they're using superpowers. I mean, he's using his super strength to climb that wall. That's true. That's true. Cut an arm off. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I mean, if they survive an abortion, I'm pretty sure Jackson can survive a fall. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you're right, but I just don't think she would. Probably not. So phasing is a cool power. Yeah, dude. 
this guy's cool. Like, I love the panel of him running into the, like, the curved wall when they're shooting at him. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. And also just the attention to where, like, the cops, you know, got, I guess that's how Canadian cops look. I don't know. But, like, you can tell visibly that they're different cops. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, it's got to be what their uniform looks like. I'm not sure how typically armed Canadian cops are. I'm sure they are. I don't think it's like Britain where no one carries a gun. I'm pretty sure they, they're armed in Canada. Well, they're not using the giant freak cannons. That's a nice touch. Yeah. Like, you see, they've just got normal handguns. Like, you know, in Chicago, they all the cops have those, like, super huge, like, tube guns. Anti-freak rifles. Yeah. So, like, these dudes, they're just, you know, blasting away. Clearly, it says something, I think, about, like, the Canadian presence of super beings. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, good point. I just looked up Toronto police on Google, and, yep, that's what they look like. <laughs> I think that all the action, like where like he runs into the wall and Malcolm just smashes the wall open. This fucking the whole fight is great, dude. Like when he's reaching into Malcolm's head. Yeah, what is he doing there? I was like, is he just phasing? Like, you phase through the head and then you just kind of slightly solidify. You, you slightly solidify to like occupy the same space, and then it's supposed to like cause brain death. Ew. Yeah, it's not a great way to go being phased through rack a boom and clearly it kills normal people it does oh just yeah because um this one panel where he's putting his arm through like the shoulder of the other cop of the cop i Mm -hmm. think he's actually like touching his heart or his lung yeah and that's what causes him to die yeah the guy goes ugh. so clearly it's painful just to be phased through yeah well maybe he made his hand solid. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the idea, is that by making you solid, it just kind of hurts. That panel, Thum Chum, great action. (laughs) Love, like, the the posture, like, the body, like, fucking posing on Malcolm and him with all the, like, fucking rubble just flying all around him. (laughs) They play with your (laughs) ding-dong. So what's the story about this guy got molested and he's like yep. trying to he killed the coach that did it. Yep. And then then he's like a cop killer because the cops are trying to stop him. He's killing the cops. Yep. He just didn't know when to stop. That's what Malcolm tells him. He's like, you know, you didn't have to kill the cops. He also is interesting. He says, as soon as I got these powers, I knew what to do. So you got to wonder, like. Does this allude to the presence of another like power broker style, like a dude doling out powers? Like, you know, how'd this guy get these powers? Like, interesting, just interesting shit that could be happening. Is it? It's crazy that Eric rem- remembers to draw the wedding ring on Malcolm's hand all the time now. <laughs> yeah, as opposed for all those issues where it wasn't on there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, the wraith comes to an end. He gets zapped and killed while he's phasing through Malcolm. Oh, Malcolm! Got a body <laughs> stuck in him. It's been a while, but I've never learned. That is an awesome visual, though, for him to be like dead, like yeah. and like with the shirt, like the little like piece of shirt stuck in his forearm. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> you think they're gonna have to like surgically remove him? 
and let I, Malcolm heal again. I'd imagine that you just gotta cut the pieces off, and then his body will naturally reject the rest. Ugh. I know it's not Ugh. great. Not not great for the corpse, and not great for Malcolm. Probably be easier to just chop Malcolm's upper torso off and let him just grow the his lower <laughs> body out. Be faster. <laughs> You can imagine that being, well, it'd just be easier to just cut you in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, you, did you did you get this last panel? Because Raven didn't get it. The one with, well, it's not the last panel, but the last page. I didn't the, get it, dude. Did, didn't get what? <laughs> with Maxine. What didn't you get? What Do you know what's happening? Yeah, she's getting electrocuted because of the lightning baby in her belly. <laughs> I'm exactly. such a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a dumbass, dude. I, I was like... Whoa, I was like, who's got lightning powers and why are they blasting Maxine right up the woo-ha? <laughs> I'm such a moron, dude. No, it's the baby. I'm an idiot. And it was funny because we were talking about it was foreshadowed big time. Like the structure, like talking about the baby kicking and then like lightning baby here. And then on top of that, the ominous foreshadowing of like normal people getting killed by lightning power. So fuck, you gotta wonder, like... Well, also, I, also the return of Rapture kind of reminds you about that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Slightly. At least that's what I took away from it. You're gonna laugh, but I thought, like, was this fucking, like, I don't know, Rapture or, like, another Michael or some fucking another lightning power user? Like, yes. I'm so <laughs> stupid, dude. I fucking Shooting just, her in the vagina. The last thing, yeah, that was the last thing I went to. So shit, dude. I don't know. Like fucking. Ugh. I hope Maxine's dead. okay. I <laughs> know, dude. I hope not. <laughs> That'd be the worst. She, she's probably know. gonna need an abortion, though. Just cut that baby out and let it grow outside of her. You know, Jackson style. Oof. So, how about them funnies? <laughs> Magnificent. I think this is the best funnies page yet. The grandma, dude, the Berkeley Muse. That shit is so funny. My daughter? Yes, mom. I've always <laughs> loved you. Retweet <laughs> if you agree. <laughs> and look at her little face. Like. <laughs> Retweet. <laughs> and then uh, Moonbeard, like, where the little girl, she's definitely awake. As. <laughs> As the bunny pulls her so teeth. So happy to get her teeth taken. <laughs> and the Godzilla. I'm not like the others. I'm your friend. I love you. <laughs> uh, and we'll stop there. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Jim and... is not amused. No, these are and... all funny. I like all these. <laughs> not as not as much as you, obviously. <laughs> Oh, terrific. I like Dizzy Dramas. It's a classic, classic comic strip. Funny. Are you being sarcastic? Yes. Okay. <laughs> also, no. What, you guys didn't find that hilarious? You guys didn't find that the peak of comedy? I didn't. Now, now are you being sarcastic? Not as good as BC. <laughs> okay. Confirmed. Man, did you guys ever, you guys read the funnies? Or have you read funnies? Like in newspapers? Have you read BC? Yeah. 
What are these funnies you talk about? Did you watch? <laughs> did you witness BC's fall into madness over the like dec- decades? Oh, How no. it got like weirdly religious? Oh god! No, what? The 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 comic BC about the cavemen? Yes. It's so, like at a certain at a certain point, the creator like found Jesus and like kept oh, shoehorning no. God stuff into it, uh, like oh, all the no. time. Nope. Not good. RT, if you agree. Did you read the Marvin comic strip where he became the Antichrist? No, I don't know Marvin. What? Yeah. What? What's Marvin? Look it up. Which one's Marvin? I don't know. It's a baby. Marvin. Marvin? Marvel. He became the Antichrist. In my mind. Okay, okay, okay. I was gonna say, was that really what happened? Ah, uh, my Marvin. Story, my my, my my local newspaper never ran Marvin. By Tom, it's good. Good for your local newspaper. <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute. This is vaguely familiar. Uh oh. Bad for your local. Why newspaper. does this look like? Did they change the name of this strip? I think they changed the look. Is this is this baby blues? Oh, okay, yeah, they, okay. Yes, what? I do know Marvin, the original Marvin. This new style is just absolutely no good. Yes. <laughs> is that why you said it became the Antichrist? I don't know, sure. you? No, it's just horrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you not know anything about Marvin? I don't know I, shit I know a little bit about it just growing up, and it was like one of those comics that I was uh, like, yeah, I'm not going to read that one. Wow, I never even realized how weird this strip is yeah i just remember looking at it and being like yeah i'm gonna skip this one this looks like fucking shit absolutely Ugh. Ugh. anyway um not too much to say about aquaria i mean you know i know that like We've always been just a little bit hard on the quality, but uh, I think it's getting better every single one. There's still, again, just a tiny touch of awkwardness to the dialogue. I don't yeah. know. It's hard to put it into words what's what's strange, but like it just doesn't seem like people talk the way people talk. The, the pacing's wonky, and like I don't know. I don't know if there's just not enough room or I don't know. There's a lot of characters for such a short strip. I still don't know, understand what's happening in this end. It's just mind-boggling. Was, I I think we were right last time with the woman's just kind of repeating over and over again until, like, finally she's found whatever she's looking for. And then she becomes a mermaid, I guess. Yeah, it was just makes a classic, total sense. A classic ghost scenario. Yeah. But the mermaid twist was weird, but then, like, they bring it home at the end that it's not a twist like you know p.s she was just a ghost just like you thought yeah a mermaid ghost a mermaid (laughs) ghost i will say this i don't want to i don't like being negative i do want to praise things where they're good i think that the art on this is uh gotten better and better and i always think that there's something interesting going on like the windowsill like you know the pigeon yeah, yeah, dude. Well, just like the way the words are slanted in, and like you know, you can see like the Aquarius swimming in, and 
then like you know just the panel of her looking like just her head out of water looking at the uh, mermaid as it swims off like there's good there's strong sequential work happening here so i mean you know it's good i think there's good stuff i think that it can it definitely i told i think i told craig like if you give this if this team like works to like you know ruffle out those rough spots and like make it a little bit better they definitely have something kind of cool like i think the uh, the character design on aquaria has grown on me like i think she's got a cool visual and the yeah. artist kind of has a mike alred kind of a thing going on sometimes well he did a book and i can't remember the name it was very very kirby-esque the same with the artist again Mm, looks like Paolo Leandri. Yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. But I think it's yeah. good. I forget the name of it. It came out like two years ago. And I think that's how like Eric really got into it. Mm-hmm. Oh, what the hell was the name? Oh, Night World. If you look up, you don't have to do it now, but the listeners look up Night World. It was an image, like, I want to say, like a five issue comic that came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what year it is, but it looks exactly like Kirby's, like the demon. It's kind of like a, like a, her, uh, a horror, but with like Kirby art. And it's super Kirby esque, like even more looking than, like, Aquaria doesn't really look like it as much. Like, you can tell it's the same artist. Mm hmm. But Night World really takes the Kirby stuff to like the next level. And I loved it. It was great. And I think even maybe Eric did some layouts on the covers or something. I could be wrong. And I don't want to take anything away from the artist. But uh, it was a fun little series. Like even looking at the back cover, like I'm just like, yeah, it's good. There's good action. Like her ripping the safe off. Like that's good stuff, you know? Yeah. Like there's, there's good things happening. So. My hat's off. I've enjoyed it enough. I mean, it's a free comic in the back of your comic, so it's good. It can be better, but it's good. It's not yep. like, what was that, Gasoline Alley that we were shitting on every time? Yeah, but that was good, too. It just was the one with the, the airplane. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Night World, you can get digitally for two bucks a piece. What, on the image site? And it's the same team. Yeah, the script and art. Is both. It, it's one of the few cases I can't find on Comixology. Weird. Night World. Night World. It's on the image, uh, pay, on the image uh, website. You can get the collected edition for ten bucks, or you can buy the four comics. Which that doesn't make sense. That's weird. Like <laughs> you can buy four comics for eight bucks, but the collected edition is ten bucks. That because sometimes the collection says extras. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, there you go. For two bucks, you're getting extras. That's not bad. But um, the art in that is superb. Well, I think this had a lot of good stuff for it, too. Even though the whole ghost mermaid thing didn't light my fire, I still think that there was a lot of good, like, you know, comics, good comic stuff happening here. So, and I think it's an interesting world, like the idea of this, like young female hero and like the world's mostly submerged and all that. So fuck it. I'd like to see him do more. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Work, keep working on it. Or else. <laughs> so should we get into the next issue? Next issue. <laughs> Let's take a peek into the future of Savage Dragon 233.
Chasing the Dragons. The reality show starring Malcolm Dragon's ever-growing family debuts, and impending doom is just around the corner. Another outstanding achievement from the award-winning writer-artist Eric Larson. Nice. So there you go. And Chasing the Dragons is a fantastic name for a uh, reality TV show about Malcolm and his family. And that cover is the one where shaving is for pussies. <laughs> Such an odd cover. Especially coming off of uh, the ending of this issue. How will the levity play in? <laughs> you think it's going to be one of those issues where it's like, uh, fast forward like three months? Maybe. Maybe. Why would they need to? Because they just say he's healed. Like, I don't know. He's all healed up or something. They removed Well, that's true. Feet. He's going to have a bunch of people parts in him. Oh, that's, yeah, good, good call. By the way, Shane maybe he'll spend the pussies. whole issue with the bot with the guy in his body. <laughs> Shaving is not for pussies. Bald is beautiful. Yeah, I still don't really like that tagline. What? Why not? I just I think we went over this in a previous episode. I'm not going to go over it again. Okay, I get it. Yeah, that's right. Hair is bad, and you don't like no, it. No, that's it. no. It's it's the implication that pussy is weak. That's not the cover anymore, though. Bald oh, no, is beautiful. No, 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 no. No, bald is beautiful. We're not, we're not going down this uh, vortex. No, that's what I said. Is oh, a good wait, thing. did that get changed? Yeah, that's what I just said. Bald oh. is beautiful. Oh, that's not good either. <laughs> Why? Because hair is ugly. The episode. And it, <laughs> right. Um. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> yeah, but don't go anywhere. We got one more thing to do. Do we? I thought you were feeling like... Mm-hmm. Well, I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to work. Well, then we'll make it quick. No, we gotta talk about Invincible. Well, that's what I was saying. We'll we make got, it we quick. Got... Or do it on another... Hold on, I get my calculator out. <laughs> 18 years of Invincible. Mm. Alright, so... So, guys, Invincible ended. Woof. I gotta tell you. Okay, hot takes. Craig, hot take. I liked it. I think they wrapped it up good. It it felt like almost like a rush to so so. All right, right, right. Hold on, hold on. Raven, hot take. Oh, I get it. Hot takes. Um, My hot take. It was beautiful. Uh, I also hate you, Kirkman, for all the setup that will maybe never be paid off. And my hot take is actually kind of similar. Is that, yeah, basically, I feel like they both left too much vague. And at the same time, railroaded the plot where there won't be any like flexibility for anyone else to do anything with it in the future. Yeah, that's what's sad. It did all that setup and left it like, yeah, all these things, all these stories can still be told. But also, too. But also these wrapped... specific stories must be told because I said they happened. Well, they wrapped it up. So it's kind of like, well, you'll right. never do that story where he takes care of Angstrom Levy's son. Yeah. Because we Craig... know Mark's not in any danger. Craig. You, uh, I cut you off at the beginning. Let, 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 you can start if you'd like. No, no, it's just, I just felt like he, he knew for so long he was going to wrap this up. So we yep. had like what, like a 12 or 13 part serial. Uh huh. Like, and it just seemed like it, I, I loved every bit of it, but it seemed like he waited to like tell too much in the last episode. Yeah, because he, he deals with the Viltramites and Robot 
in the same story, which feels like a waste of two big story things. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, I, I felt like that last issue could have made like five good issues. Yeah. And I would have <laughs> rather the other stuff got cut back a little more. Here's my basic feeling, okay, is that at some point, Invincible stopped being a superhero comic. Mm-hmm. And kind of became a sci-fi space opera comic. Oh, yeah. But it, and not that it was made made worse by doing that, it's just... By, you know, keeping the costumes and the superhero, like, a look, I think the series could have done a lot more with that change of tone, change of pace, mm-hmm. and it just kind of never did. Yeah. And it just, it just, I guess ultimately it feels like Mark choosing his people over Earth didn't sit right with me. Mm. It felt like the wrong choice. I thought it made sense. It just, it just felt like it went against... I know everything that he's learned this entire series. I How so? Explain. <laughs> it just—it just seems like Mark spent so much time either trying to be his father, or you know, get out of Robot's way that he never really was an Earthling, like he was born as. I don't know. The main—the main comparison I want to bring up is there was another series I was reading um, up until a few years ago that also ended. After mm-hmm. like fifteen t- years, and that mm-hmm. was that was uh, Vertigo's Fables from DC. Oh, okay. That series ended very similar to this one, where instead of like just ending, it decided to create all this additional future history, Ugh. just stretched out over you know centuries or thousands of years, what have you. Basically, yeah. telling you this is where these characters are going to be in a thousand years or five hundred years, and right. so once you do that, you're basically saying. Even if I have somebody else come in and play around with my toys, they can't mess with these things because th- this is what I said is going to happen. These are fixed in time, which, which means you can't really do anything with those characters because they are never in any danger. I don't know. Yeah, but I think with Invincible, you could still like put his daughter in danger now. Yeah, like, yeah. but but, but you know adventures. she lives. But you know she lives for five hundred years. Oh, is that? I can't remember. Is that what happened? Yeah, she lives a long fucking it, it, time. It's very specifically said in the series because at the end, Mark says, "Way back when he first fought his father, his father asked him, where, where will you be? In, what will you have in five hundred years?'" And then he, it's a callback to that, so it's implied yeah. it's five hundred years in the future. Uh, yeah. Want want. And Adam Eve can't. <laughs> and Adam Eve can't die, and Viltrum might live forever. And they live happily ever after. It was a happy ending. Sure. I'm actually, I'm okay with the ending. Like the thing is, what was cool about it to me is that like, I, I'm, I'm okay with the fact that it ended happy and I'm fine with that. I'm actually, I'm okay with all the future story shit too, because I mean, again, it was kind of alluded to that these are going to be super long lived characters and yeah. blah, 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 blah. Uh, so I'm actually okay with that happy ending and I'm okay. I thought it made sense. I thought that his choices he made made sense because again, to just stay around beating up dudes on earth, the book got away from that big time because the themes of the book were always about, we can do more. We can help more than we're helping. We're not doing as much as we could do. We could do more. We could be better. Always. It was always the theme of the book. 
So for him to take the Viltrumites out into space and make them a force for good in the entire universe makes nothing but sense to me. But here's the thing, and I, and this is what bothers me the most, is that mm-hmm. the implication is Mark is right and everybody else is wrong. So you've got all of these, you got this race of Supermans. Mm-hmm just deciding what's morally right in the universe. And that's almost as dangerous as trying to, you know, as doing nothing, but that's not what they do. Because like he it almost to, strikes me as like fascist. He listens to people like the thing. And that's, you know. and that's great when Mark's, you know, in charge, but that still kind of puts the Viltrumite to, you know, on top of everybody else. If anything changes, it just seems, it just seems as dangerous as listening to dinosaurus. And blowing up. (laughs) I will tell you that. Blowing up Las Vegas. Yeah. That's my biggest regret is that there were very obviously plot threads that just got like pinched off to me. So they showed those like twin guys. That was cool. Yeah. They've they've reformed under robots tutelage. I think I think it was cool. I was happy with it. I, I don't fucking know what i wanted from the end of invincible really so for me it was okay i i would go ahead craig i was just gonna say what do you think spurred the ending was it you think otley was like "Ah, i want to try something different and kirkman was like "Ah, i got enough stuff going on that let's just end this then i I don't want to look for another artist i honestly don't know i mean cory walker has been pulling you know pulling the cart the most these last like Eh, he fills in i think an issue here and there to help Otley, but I don't think he's able to like produce him. Right. I did. I did like the fact that he actually finished it. He did. Yeah, me too. He did the last half. I think that was right. His art is amazing. I wish he could do more than like a couple a year, you know? Oh, I agree. I I love his art and I wish that he would just like, I don't know if, if he's, if he's only going to do a little bit, just maybe do a quarterly. Just what was the, what was the Marvel max? Uh, comic he did with Kirk Destroyer, like yeah, that was rad. It was, it was a good series. Great, that was almost that's almost that was almost like a su- uh, not Super Patriot story, although it was kind of a Super Patriot story. Was, I'm I'm trying to say it was more that was kind of a um, like um, a Brit, yes, yep. a very Brit type of story. Very Brit. Brit is a great character too, and those like series were awesome. They are, they were. Did Tony Moore do like the first few. What mm-hmm. does Tony Moore do now? Jesus Christ! I, hope, I don't care about Tony Moore. Just make money his off art is great, Dead, I guess. He's a great artist. <laughs> play play up his role in the Walking Dead's popularity mostly. <laughs> he's he's a great artist though, man. He did a lot of cool like Marvel books after that. Did that he? were a lot of fun. Yeah. I thought he, he I thought he became a pinup guy because he couldn't no, have his was his thing. Yeah, well, he did Fear Agent. Him and Rick Remender worked a lot. He did a, a bunch of issues of Ghost Rider, of oh, Venom. The Punisher. Frankencastle. Yeah, which was a lot of fun. That was fucking he, great. He did a uh, Ghost Rider, which was fun, and he did um what was the other one he did? I don't know. Uh I forget, but he did a lot of fun stuff. Oh, uh I don't know. I can't rem- remember. Oh, you said Fear Agent. Fear Agent was fun too. It was good. Uh fucking I don't know, like what, like okay, like what would you have? Per- let's let's do what we're doing real quick. Like, what would you've preferred? Like, Jim, what would you've preferred? Mm, I mean, I would have if I if if he wanted to do the happy ending, 
and he wanted to like make the galaxy safe, I guess I would have just taken the Viltrumites and just left the galaxy. And you never saw Mark again. And then, I don't know. The fact that Marky was the one who got left on Earth also wasn't great, I think, because Terra is the more interesting character. I don't know. I don't know what I would do different. It's just, I felt that it had more to tell and that all this last issue did was tell like a hundred issues worth of story in an issue. Yeah. Well, Craig, what would you have done different? I don't really know. I mean, I was satisfied. I I just like, I think, like I said, I would have changed like knowing that he had like whatever the, the 15 or 20 issues before he was going to end it. I would have changed the pacing a little bit ended the the big war a little more. Cause I found that got, while it was fun to watch all the action scenes, I got a little disinterested to be honest with the long drawn out well, fighting. Tharg was an awful villain. Like, yeah, the fact that he came back after the, the invincible war, not invincible war, the, uh, Oh, what was the name of that arc? Viltrumite War, right? Yeah, the Viltrumite War. The fact that he came back after that was always a big sticking point with me because he's such a boring villain because he's just... It's it's the clone of the hero problem, although he's more the clone of his father, yeah. but still. I mean, and, Nolan dying was actually pretty good. And the way you put it, Jim, like, I, I guess I I don't remember. I mean, I just read too fast. It's on the 500 years in the future. Maybe I just would have stopped at, like, you know, uh, invincible, uh, Mark being an older guy and his daughter kind of taking over that way. If you wanted to like come back with a mini series and have her star in it, it wasn't all laid out. Right. And, and, th- and then there was that whole scene where Marky comes back and tries to beat up his dad because he's a deadbeat dad. And I yeah. thought, I thought that was interesting, but I didn't think it went far enough because I almost got the impression that Marky had killed everybody on earth. And then come to find his dad. Oh, geez. Yeah, I know, Who right? Who gave you that impression? I don't know. He just seemed unhinged. And then that <laughs> would be that so, would be dude. Mark's legacy. He left this kid behind and he murdered everybody on Earth. Oh, I don't think that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's what happened. Out of rage of having a dad who abandoned him. I think the interesting thing about Marky, Marky actually addresses what you were talking about, a criticism of the thing, is that like he built up too much the idea of Mark in his own mind. And, you know, when he actually faced Mark, you know, Mark was like, well, you know, I'm not all that shit you said. Like, I'm just your dad. Like, I'm just a guy. And so in a way, like that addresses your criticism of the series. Like, it's not really so much that Mark's just this amazing I'm Mark and I have all the answers and I make everything work. He is just a guy that is willing to work at things is the thing. Yeah. And so Which, I think that's kind of what that was. And I think that draws a lot of parallels to Savage Dragon, like invincible in a way. Big time. I mean, besides Big all time. the like obvious stuff, the imperfect hero that messes up and really messes up sometimes. But but oh, you, yeah. you know Eric would never like push the book five hundred years in the future to end it. Because no, because he's got that real time aspect, and he doesn't, he doesn't do that sort of thing. No, no, but I'm just saying, there's certain aspects where you're just like, yeah, Kirkman's definitely a Savage Dragon fan, and you know, he's definitely it's learned a, a lot it, of his shit from Dragon. It's a struggle to end a series on a note that satisfies everyone. 
Because yeah. there's some people who are nihilistic, like me, who want everyone to die. <laughs> and then there are some people who want the happy, super happy Scooby-Doo ending. I was very satisfied. Like, I was very satisfied. I won't say I'm satisfied, but I will say that I am uh, content. I actually would have been pissed if everybody died, because that would have been too much of an invincible ending. But how, how, about, you... how about Adam Eve just having the, the, the gift to live forever? What well, a, you know, I mean, what a curse fine. that is. It's fine. It also makes sense. Like, how many times have you seen that character pushed to death? Yeah. And she just comes right back. Now I want to see the series when it's billions and trillions of years in the future and the heat death of the universe and she still can't die. Do you guys, <laughs> do you guys think we see any Invincible related comics in the future, whether it's Brit or Tech Jacket or uh, Invincible I, I or whatever? So. He said that he would be open to doing more. Um, for sure. He even said he would be interested in doing one more issue of Invincible for an anniversary. So for a lot of people, they're like, oh, no. But like, I think that we're absolutely going to get more here and there of that universe, for sure. If he could just get Phil Hester and Todd Knockback to do more, I'd be great. Honestly. Invincible Universe was the best Invincible comic. Here's what I'm saying is like, give your boy Larson access to use invincible as much as he needs. I don't think Eric cares to do that. And I really don't think that would add anything to invincible. I think it'd be fun just to see the character in the book. I mean, it'd be fine. I just don't think it. I don't think that's worth it. I think it'd be cool, dude. Just like when spawn and, you know, Witchblade and all that shit shows up. I, I just think, think that still is like go to because there's not that many like image heroes to like you know if you, every once in a while they show up. I mean, so what? So so Marky's just gonna show up whenever? No, dude. Like when he's needed. Like he's, he's never he's never run to that well like over and over. I'm just saying when like, who, when who's needed? Like whenever Witchblade needs to appear, she appears. Right, but 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 Mark Invincible is out in space. He's, uh, that's he's, just in he's never coming book. back. Yeah, that's in Invincible. Like, Larson said how the universes work. Like, if Invincible <laughs> shows up and gets, like, fucking yeah, you know, but killed in Savage Dragon, it doesn't mean shit in the world of Invincible. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's that's how it's meant to be taken. I, I'm pretty sure the broad strokes are relevant. So if Mark has taken his people out to space and doesn't come back to Earth except a couple of times, then and, and Marky is the premier hero of Earth, then Marky's the guy who's going to show up in future Savage Dragon Invincible crossovers. It's fine. I'm just saying, I think that like, when you talk about the Savage Dragon connection, he even gives Savage Dragon a shout out, like a huge props to him sure. for doing that. Because like, I mean, I've always, every time like Sa- Invincible fans were like, Oh my God, Invincible's ending. I was like, read Savage Dragon. Like, yeah. damn it. Like read that book. Like, so I'm just saying it would be cool to me to just see Larson given free reign to use Invincible as he sees fit. Like, he clearly has enough shit he's doing on his own. It's not like it would become the Malcolm and Invincible superbook. But, like, you know, it'd just be cool if Invincible would show up in Savage Dragon more. Or at all. (laughs) Anything's possible. I just don't think having Mark Grayson, uh, Mark be the guy who shows up in the invincible costume would make any sense going forward. 
I can respect that. Because yeah. I, th- I think that I think doing that would like uh, I don't know would cheapen the ending of Invincible. <sighs> They're separate. I don't I don't agree. <laughs> they're separate but they're also not separate because remember uh, Mark shows up in his blue costume Mark shows up you know wait well, how did he show up he showed up all bloody that one time that was funny I just think that like you know we didn't see any even a whiff of the Viltramite war in Savage Dragon We didn't. I, even but that doesn't it. mean it didn't happen it just means we didn't see it Yeah. from Dragon's yeah, but... POV I just think it doesn't matter. I, I think just for like comic storytelling, it's like, eh, let him use it. Let See, him use it if you want. That's like, um, well, what am I trying to say? What's a good example of this? Um, like, what was the last character that showed up in in Savage Dragon? It was well, Spawn. Spawn's Ant. Bad, bad choice. Ant's a bad choice too. I just don't. I'm sure whatever, but I just don't see any point of having Mark come back just doesn't make sense. It don't make sense. <laughs> it's fine. When, and when, when Invincible... How does that go? When, uh, if Invincible lives on Endor, you must acquit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a shame, but I, if it had to end, and apparently it did... I think that it's good that it ended this way. I think yeah. he gave people all the fucking closure they need to like walk away and really never fucking worry about Invincible ever again, technically. True. So really, technically, you know what happens in Invincible for the next, like, even if they do a anniversary or a spinoff or whatever, if you don't want to read that shit, you never have to. Yeah. Right. And I think it's cool that he didn't cop out on closure. I, like, just, I just don't like the roadmap future. I just think that it'd be better to just end it in the present, and that leaves you more options. I think he was done. Like, I don't think that he, like, clearly, I mean, in the issue, he said, oh, I'll do more, you know, if there's an anniversary or whatever. So, I mean, clearly he's open to doing more. But, I mean, I think he was trying to deliver, like, an ending. You know what I mean? Yeah, about it, yeah. But it's not really an ending. It's just more, it's just epilogue. I I it ended like he saved the whole fucking universe, basically. I mean, the ending really is Mark leaving Earth. That's the end. Everything after that is just notes, lore, lore. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess you know it was good. I liked it. It just I don't know. I expected. Just, I mean, just... how many things have a good ending, really? Like TV <sighs> or, shows or, and or any ending. It's hard. That's true. Like you said, it's hard to please everybody. Especially when it's something that they've been living with for so long, and you've probably already formed your ideas about what direction it was going. Yeah. How right. many How many series have you guys read that came to a natural conclusion? Bunch. That were manga that, 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 well, Okay, Matt. All right. You're right. You're right. There are a lot of manga with natural conclusions. Yep. Um, if you read Japanese comics, you get natural endings all the time. Well. Yeah, I don't think i have many maybe like godland or i don't know i'm looking around my room trying to think and see i mean i can think of invincible i can think of invincible fables um what else vertigo titles uh i guess bone razzle preacher right bone 
I didn't read Preacher. I, I read all of the boys, though. But that was yeah. A lot I, of the Vertigo titles, all right, have endings and stuff. Why yeah. the Last Man and Transmetropolitan ended. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, what's what's the one that's good? Like the noir one from Vertigo, uh, Hundred Bullets. Oh, that bullets. one. That that one had a good gimmick because you knew what issue it ended on. They they knew what they were shooting for. Yeah. It ended on issue one hundred. That, that was a great series. I enjoyed Amazing. that. So that's what's it's like closure is so rare. Like I think it's awesome because I think like an American comics to get actual closure is so rare. So I think it's cool. Like on one hand, yeah, it's the super mega happy ending and everything worked out. And Eve just happens to be immortal, so Mark doesn't have to deal with being alone. But at the same time, it's kinda like eh. You know, we're never going to get that Superman comic. We're never going to get that Batman comic. Like, we're never going to get those final issues of yeah. those things. And how many of those, if they did end, like, next month, would end in a satisfying note? You know what I mean? There's just too much that's gone on. And Superman. And goes. life doesn't always end in a satisfying note. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just the way it is. It's hard. There's too many different subplots to wrap up, and I don't know. Yeah, Uh I guess that was my thing. The only criticism I would throw at it is like, it was just like, damn you for throwing out interesting subplots that you <laughs> never plan to wrap up. Yeah. I mean, Who's... like, like when he barfed up Nightwing or not Nightwing, uh, uh, Darkwing. That was funny. Yeah. That was hilarious. I think that was just comedy. <laughs> well, it, it, <laughs> it was... it's a callback to when he, that like way back. And I want to say even like the forties that happened. He just vanished. He just got, he was going to become a big villain and then he got eaten by the darkness. <laughs> and a uh, battle beast has a daughter. That's just as crazy. Yep. She's cool. We'll never see her again. And I, well, it was cool though. The, uh, I was annoyed by her appearance, but like, but for that reason, but I do think it was cool that he explained like fucking battle beast deal in that last issue. Like it's that's a curse. True. Yeah, true. It's, that's true. It's cool. I was like, oh, because I was annoyed. I was like, damn, it. like, we're never going to see this character. Like, why'd you introduce her? But then I was like, oh, he explained Battle Beasts and why he was the way he was. Got it. Who's the, the coolest character, like looking character in the Invinci- Invincible universe? Whatever. Yes. Coolest looking? Kid uh, Thor. What did you say? Kid Thor? Kid Thor. What do you think, Raven? I mean, just for looks, I gotta say, probably fucking Angstrom Levy, like when he's full mm. brain. Mm. Who's a? Uh, I think it's the. Who's the guy that rides the little space motorcycle? Oh, oh shit! You're right. Space right? Uh, space racer. Yep, he's yes. the coolest visual. Fucking coolest looking character. He's weird his, like, because he was introduced as like like this really important guy because he was yeah. know, good at killing Viltrumites and he just kind of became a recurring background character. He's like the Boba Fett of Invincible. He's cool as shit and there's not enough info. Yeah. Yep. And he's got the cool little like feet hands that hold on to the little <laughs> bars and he's got the badass gun and like the weird eye. Third and, eye. And he ended up boning and could settle fit, uh, settle uh, satisfy Battle Beast's uh, ex lady, like old lady. <laughs> That's true. Ultimate badass. He is the ultimate badass. You're right. He's the kind of character I kept expecting to just die. But you know what? Like Corey Walker designed the best characters in the series. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude! Fucking Corey is 
the man, dude. I mean, Otley, as awesome as Otley is, it seems like the best characters were designed by... In those first six issues? Yeah, and then whenever, like, there was a few that he came back and designed more characters. Like, he came back to de- design that space racer guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, just brilliant, brilliant design, like, character design. Yep. Good series, good series. Yeah, I'm pleased. I'm very pleased. Like, I thought it was awesome. It's been a fun ride. In a lot of ways, it felt like a second Savage Dragon per month. Well, I wouldn't quite go that far. It's really a different kind of book. It's different. I, there's a lot more talking. It was the beats. I, I tell you, I uh, I only really followed invincible and savage dragon really hardcore and the rest of the books were kind of like filler in between or they just the rest of the books i collect just never last that long Hmm. Mm -hmm. and now that invincible is done it's like one less like because if if it was always the first read if it if savage dragon wasn't out invincible is my first read if that was out Hmm. yeah same here like those were the two books those were the two books. I have every issue that I've bought since issue one. I'm going to miss it. I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I know at one point I almost dropped it, but I can't really remember exactly when. Was it like the rape of Mark? <laughs> no, that actually did a lot to keep me on board. Um, I want to say it might have been around issue 100, actually. Because I, I thought the dinosaur stuff was kind of shit. Death of everyone was horrible. Yeah, that, that arc. That was around issue 100. That was the biggest fucking cock tease, blue balls, fake out. <laughs> it was the biggest fake out of don't, all time. Don't, don't forget um, Reboot. or uh, Yeah. Reboot also pissed me off because it was kind of like... It didn't go far enough. It went three issues, say, oh, remember this, remember this, and then it stopped. Also, too, I don't get the point of Space Spaghetti's, like... I don't know, it just seemed pointless. I hate to say it, but it was like, what the fuck is the point of this? Yeah. I think it was just kind of a way to go back in time and just say, remember this, remember this. My only criticism of the series was that I think Walking Dead, like, and you, I think you could tell too, as Pick soon as one. Walking Dead blew up, Invincible got noticeably worse, writing-wise, I mean. Yeah. And that's unfortunate that it's, you know, kind of weak in the middle. It treaded water. Like there were issue, there were arcs of Invincible. Like like the death of everybody was not good, and yeah. the the reboot one was not good. And so it was just like, man, you know, shit. Like I never came close to dropping the book because it had earned my money mm. with years of good storytelling. It, it, issue six put a lot of put a lot of mileage on it. Let's just say. Was it issue six when when Omni-Man killed everybody? I think so, but I know what you're talking, yeah. yeah. That, that If not, it's it's seven or something. That, right that twist did a, did a lot to keep, put a lot of momentum behind the book for me. Well, the story is that they wanted to push that back. Well, you want, Jim you want... Valentino or whoever was the CEO at the time or the president was like, the publisher is like, you have to do this now or yeah. <laughs> sales might not go. I think, I think Robert uh, Kirkman said this in a, in the, in the letters page of the final issue that he wanted to do the twist at 25 and Valentino said, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah your book's not going to make it to 25. Can you do it in issue five? And they decided to do it in <laughs> issue six or seven. 
Whichever one, yeah. the, the in-between issue between Walker and... Well, you got a lot of good spinoffs from this, too. There, you got a lot, lot of mileage out of Invincible and gave a lot of good superhero comics like, you know, the Brit and Tech Jacket and Wolfman. Oh, I remember. Guardians of the Globe. I, like for, go ahead. I, I remember what pissed me off. What? Phil Hester and Todd Nock had just done that amazing Invincible Universe run with the, that focused on the Guardians of the Globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as soon as that series ended, Kirkman killed Knockout and Kid Thor, and I was so pissed. <laughs> I was so fucking angry because I had loved those characters since Capes. Got to kill your darlings, my friend. You can't keep there, those there precious some characters weird alive. Characters in that Guardians of the Globe, like the fucking French dog and yep. shit like that. That <laughs> Bruiser was awesome. I loved it. I and loved the fucking it. Sasquatch guy, whatever his name was. Yeah, that, they got to bring Less that sounds. book back. Just do more guarding to the globe, guarding the yeah, guarding the globe. <laughs> just have is marking. that what it, it got changed to guarding the globe, right? Yeah, they were gonna it was call guardians it. inside, but it was guarding on the cover. Well, what happened was it was called the they solicited it as guardians of the globe, and then Marvel said, "Yeah, guardians of the galaxy is about to become a multi billion dollar property. You can't you can't call it that." Which I think is bullshit, by the way. It is, kind of. Yeah. And so they changed the name to Guarding the Globe. That series didn't do well, so they changed the name to Invincible Universe to get the Invincible rub. And then that series did a little better. But I think Kirkman canceled it himself at issue 12 because he decided he was going to... Because that was just about the part where Robot went bad. And everything changed. And so he ended the book so that he could do his own thing. I know this is going to like maybe piss people off, but like... For me, I never saw a value in following all of the extra stuff too much. I did do uh, some Tech Jacket, Brit, and Wolfman, but like I missed Guardians of the Globe. I mean, no, I did Guardians of the Globe. I missed uh, Invincible Universe. Invincible because... Universe was the best. And well, that for me, like the, the Adam Eve series was great. Oh, Adam Eve was amazing. No, nah, maybe I did buy a lot. Never mind. Yeah. Sorry, I did buy a lot of those spin-offs. Never mind. <laughs> and the and the, and the Brits the, the ongoing Brit series that went twelve issues, that series is fantastic. Yeah. Brit was great. I liked I I loved the the like one shots too. One shots, I'm trying to remember. Oh the Brit one shots? Brits, yeah. Well, Wasn't it two one shots? There were three there were, and there, then it went. There were three one shots and they predate they predate the first two predate Invincible. Okay. And yeah, then, yeah. then the third one came out during Invincible, and then he got his ongoing series, which eventually kind of morphed into Guarding the Globe because Brit became a main character in that. And so really, they're all just one big Brit series. Brit's the best <laughs> character. Brit's the character who needs a comic right now. Brit is a great character. He's an old man who's invincible. He's the best. He's actually invincible. He, he should He's be called actually invincible. invincible. Yeah, <laughs> although he is White Luke Cage. He is in many respects, yes. <laughs> Battle Pope. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think Luke Cage could survive with a nuclear bomb strapped to his back. No, he couldn't. Um, fucking Battle Pope was supposed to get a reboot, <laughs> wasn't really? it? Reboot? And I don't think it ever got yeah, one. I, I know. I know was, they I know republished they it. They reprinted like, it in color. Yeah. Well, wasn't there a double page spread and it was like Battle Pope coming soon, and then like it never did. Probably it was probably a joke. Well, probably because his relationship with Tony Moore soured. Uh, that'll do it. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. 
man. Good you comments. You, you can't really do Battle Pope without Tony Moore. What do you feel as um, this warranted quick, quick thoughts from you both? Um, he said that for Invincible, this is the beginning of multimedia now. Oh, he said video games, um, movies, TV show, like whatever he can do or get. Good luck. Uh, are you guys excited for that? No. I mean, yeah. if, if there's an Invincible TV show on Netflix, I'll probably watch it. But you know it's not going to be as good as a comic. And if it's, I, I think we've talked about in the Invincible movie before. It's like a pacing nightmare because you got to introduce Nolan and Mark. You got to kill yeah. kill the Guardians of the Globe, and then you got to have them fight at the end. It's just the movie would have to be like three hours long and have like four acts. Yeah, mm, not necessarily. Because that's you your, guys... that's your first movie arc is Mark becomes learns he's a superhero, and then he has to fight his dad at the end. That's the story. I think he said TV series. Seth Rogen is attached. That'd make more sense to the TV series. You can kill the Guardians in like episode five as the mid-series twist. What about video games? You excited? Depends. Depends what kind of games. I'll be honest. I'm super excited. (laughs) I know you're not. Lies. Lies. He specifically said fighting game. Did he? Then Then he has my interest. Yeah, he said he wished that he could have a Marvel versus Capcom style fighting game with invincible characters. Then, then that but is, I don't think that, anyone would give a shit. That is our close popular enough. That, you say that, Craig, but in fighting games, um, you don't have to have uh, recognition so long as you have cool looking characters. No, that's true. N- no, that's not true. Skullgirls. You, you don't. Ha- no, listen to me. You don't. Ha- you don't. Fight. You, you got it backwards. <laughs> you, you cool characters is great, but you need, you need solid mechanics. Or the fighting game community won't get behind no. you. That's why. Oh, that's why. Skull, that's why Skullgirls is popular. It's not be, not just because of how sweet the gra- the graphics are or the style. You know that matters. It's you because that it, matters. it's because the mechanics are absolutely amazing. I'm saying if Joe Blow, who doesn't know shit, sees robot in his giant like fucking Viltrumite black destroyer armor fighting Space Racer. And then he tags out, and Invincible comes in and starts brawling him. And then he tags out Battle Beast, and Battle Beast comes in and starts fighting. People are going to play that. As long as the mechanics the mechanic are good. Exactly. Mechanics are bad, no one will play it. It will not make main stage at Evo, and it will not gain traction. Kirk Daddy knows video games. He'll make it happen. Did you guys get the Cory Walker cover or the Otley cover? I got digital. I got them both. Oh, <laughs> I got the Otley. I did too. I kind of want the the Cory Walker cover. The, Me too. The, the Walker cover's a lie. That never happens. Yeah, it's fake. okay. I'm living a lie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but uh, that if if an invincible fighting game happens, that is literally the best chance of getting Dragon in a fighting game. Oh, I know, dude. Hey, listen, 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Because when he said a versus style fighting game, I was like, oh, God. Spawn, damn. Dragon, and Bad Spawn, Rock. Spawn, Dragon, Youngblood, uh, no, fucking. I, one character. I want per... Science Dog. Science Dog. Dude, where is our Science Dog? Where is our Science Dog? He's got money now. You know what? He should shit. just. Remember when 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 the series was young and every twenty five issues there was another installment of Science Dog, and they were yeah. great. Why did he stop doing that? I don't know. Science Dog's the best. I'm telling you, it's Walking Fucking Dead's fault. I, I'm sure. <laughs> Battle think... Beast needs to be in this game. Yeah, I'm telling you, dude. 
But if it is a Marvel versus Capcom style thing, you can't tell me Dragon won't be in there. And so, yes, I am rooting for all this invincible shit to take off as hard as I can. Battle Pope? Yeah. Battle Pope DLC? (laughs) I'll believe it when I see it, but I'm... A little Kid Thor for Jim. (laughs) I I wouldn't expect Kid Thor to be an invincible fighting game. It could be a striker. We'll see. Just a dude that runs in, punches someone, and runs out. Wolfman tech jacket with all this crazy shit coming out of his arms. I'm telling you, dude. You know you're pumped. Even even Craig would play it. Absolutely. I, Craig, real talk. If Savage Dragon was in a video game, an invincible fighting absolutely. game. Absolutely. I don't, don't hate video games. There no, we go. Craig likes video games. He just doesn't play any because he's a he's a he's a grown up. No, yeah. it's I just really honestly don't have time because I listen. I do other things. I listen to records. I nerd out on records and comics. I just don't. It's fine. There's only a certain amount of hours in the day. <laughs> All right, I think that's enough talking about Invincible for one day. Yeah, it's good. I like talking about it with you, dudes. I'm glad we just had this opportunity to enjoy its ending. Yeah. Discuss its ending. You know, the person that I would love to, and when we have him on again, I promise I'll remember to ask, is, uh, I don't know if you dudes remember Eric's reaction. To what? (laughs) Craig, you asked him, you said, have you read Invincible's ending? Yeah. And do you remember what he said? I don't. What did he say? He said, uh, yeah. (laughs) And you said, he said, what'd you think? Yeah, obviously you can't spoil anything, but he said... That's not what I was uh, thinking would happen. Yeah, like I said, Eric wouldn't do the 500 year later thing. I, I was... He's so candid. I can't wait to hear his honest reaction. <laughs> so I promise, listeners, I'll remember to ask next time we have him on. Sweet. All right, guys. And so, as always, you can send us a letter by electronic mail to savagefincast at gmail.com. Um, you can find us hanging out on the Eric Larson Facebook on Facebook. Jim's in the Discord. How? Yes, the Discord. Uh, a little, little slow lately. The Discord, but uh, you know, we still got some active people. Whenever people get talking on the Discord, people usually pop in, talk Savage Dragon. Um, I should put up a fresh link with the next episode when this goes up, just so that can, people can remember it's there. Facebook group's popping. Facebook group is always going. There's always a new post, new news. Best place to get Savage Dragon news, honestly. Absolutely. Cool. Yep. I think that covered it. That yeah. Co- yep. Thank you, fellas. Yep. Thank you for chatting Savage Dragon with me. Thank you, listeners. Thanks for listening. All right. See you later. Bye. Savage Dragon is in the Gutter Trash Network. <laughs> <laughs>